wait, can we do a sound check? You already did it, That's brother. it? It's a sound check? It's a sound check before you got here. Oh, alright. What if I sound like shit? No, we already <laughs> checked your mic. <laughs> We're actually recording right now. I'm just retarded. Oh, are we? Yep. Sure. Oh, alright. Far away. Alright, so I'm really excited. I'm really, really, really excited for this. For this episode or whatever you want to call it. Why are you excited? I'm so excited because we have our good friend... Mike Tesla here. You guys are too much. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I wanted to fucking refer to you. Like, all right, let's go backwards a little bit because you're a phenomenal musician. I appreciate Beast. it. You incredible guys are too lyricist. Kind. No, <laughs> incredible lyricist. Um, how did you? Was there actually a transition from music to what you do at the church? Like, did you find a correlation? It's. I kind of view music always as, I kind of guess I always viewed music as ministry in a weird way. Um, it's actually kind of funny. My mom, when I was a little kid, my mom would always tell me, she would always be like, you know, one day you're going to be a preacher. And I would be like, Ma, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's never going to happen. She'd be like, no, no, I see this for you. I've always had this vision. This is what's going to happen. But it's ironic. When we were doing hip hop, like on the street, you know, I was in a, in a, hip-hop group called Freestyle Fan, me and my boy Aaron, and we would be on the street rapping, freestyling to all crazy hours of the night in the worst neighborhoods in New York City, and we would be preaching. That's what you would be doing. It would be like church on the street, but the words would rhyme. I love that. It was incredible. Can you, um, for like the people that listen, whatever, whoever's listening, can you like just give like your story, like what you're doing? I guess I can. But that's that's what I wanted to ask. Is like, would you define yourself as a preacher? Like, as a preacher, a pastor? Like, would are you ordained? That's uh, I'm not ordained yet. I don't have the title of a pastor in church, but I am kind of viewed as an authority in church. I mean, it is my mom's church, right. um, and I do get the pulpit twice a month. So you kind of just earn that authority. I'll probably be licensed sometime this year before the year ends. Um, but I don't actually have, like, a minister's license just yet. But I do preach a lot. i got to say, though, I think I get this reputation from Dennis as, like, this incredible speaker. <laughs> like, you give me, like, this you, title you of are, this speaker. Though. You absolutely are. No, you are. You're, you're, you're one of the best speakers. I, I Personally, I've never met a speaker that's better than you. That's what, what? I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 I... Honestly, God, I've met all types of people. And I was talking to you before about my good friend Steve Maraboli. You know Steve Jama. Great, great guy, one of the nicest guys ever. And oh, you were showing me his, yeah, his Instagram. He's, he's the most quoted man in the world. He, is he really? He really is. That's yeah. not a joke. No, no, it is. That's he really is. Fucking he's amazing. Awesome guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. The most quoted love, man in yeah. the world. Right, put a I would title. love to introduce you to oh, together. Dude, what are you kidding? I have to, yeah, he's, yeah. he's awesome. He'll love you. I've only met him once at one of the fights regionally. One of the, it was one of the uh, mm-hmm. raid combats at Capital, but I only met him for like a second. I didn't get to really see him. Yeah, such a great guy. He's probably got tons of insight. Yeah, the most quoted man in the world. Yeah. He's what, like a behavioral specialist, some shit like that. Yes, yeah, yep, some stuff like that. He did work with the UN. He told me about some. He got like a lucky break with like some Dubai princes or something like crazy he's shit. Yeah, no, he got. He's a he's a, he's a cool dude. He's legit. He was in the army and shit. No yeah, way, was he? Yeah, bro, I had no idea. Veteran, about that. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, of here. he's he's done it all. He's done and it he's, all. And he's he's Ray he's Ray Longo's co-host on MMA and Beyond. Yeah. And you would never yeah, know. Wow. Any of this shit. From listening to it, you'd never know that he's like a fucking 
behavior special. Like yeah. he's super calm and laid back and chill. Like he's not overbearing in the conversation. He never right. like imposes his will. That's awesome. Super good dude. So for people that don't know, before my fights, mm. Mike is like my silver bullet. He's my secret <laughs> weapon. Before crazy. my fights, right before I walk down, this is like something only very, 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 very few people know. Not even people on the team know. This is only people like that are actually there and all my family and you guys. Um, before my fights, before I go down to fight, to actually get in the cage, Mike comes into the room and we all huddle in a circle. My family, Mike, our good friend Rich and John and whoever else is there in the room, we huddle up in a circle and Mike, for maybe 10 minutes, says a prayer. And before the prayer, I'm all nervous, jittery, anxious, overwhelmed with, you know, just emotions. And then once Mike finishes speaking and his prayer and doing his thing, I feel like I could take on the fucking, I could <laughs> take on a gorilla in the cage. That's what I wanted to actually bring up, too, is yep. I wanted to introduce Mike as, like, in another part of our... Um, team circle that yeah absolutely you know, that we have we have like this tight-knit core where it's just like mike's our fucking spiritual guidance you're the angel on the shoulder really you guys are. are too much you really are let me tell you something when i firmly believe in what would be called divine appointments okay, okay divine appointments like times where god brings certain people together almost like a for such a time as this moment, mm -hmm. he brings certain people together to perform a certain task. Mm -hmm. And I'm convinced that that is what we have here with you guys. I remember the first time, not to go away from the, you know, with the fight and praying for you, because I do want to touch on that, but I remember the first time Dennis ever walked in church, I was speaking. And yep. I remember the moment he walked in and sat down, I looked at him as I'm, as I'm speaking, in the middle of my message, and I just said to myself like I love this kid <laughs> I didn't know why but I knew that I, I loved you immediately really? I was like I love this kid and then when I talked to you after and then I remember my mom was like oh he's a fighter so yeah, I told yeah. you you know you guys get along great and then we started talking I was like I love this kid <laughs> coincidentally I remember the first time I met you John fucking when, Dunkin Donuts parking lot so I was yeah. at Rich's house in New Jersey and you text me like, yo, I'm going to meet John. And Dennis was talking about you, you know, until kingdom come one day. He was like, you got to meet my boy John. You got to meet John. You got to meet John. I was like, all right, bet. So he was like, listen, we're going to be at the Dunkin' Donuts on South Avenue or whatnot. You came from Jersey that night? So I came, I came from Jersey, came right to you guys. And I remember I met you and immediately we started talking. The same exact feeling that I got when I saw Dennis. As soon as I saw you, I was like, I love this kid. Wow. I don't know why, but no. the truth of the matter. I'm gonna cry. Shut up. But the truth <laughs> of the the truth of the matter is that I never I never feel like that. In fact, I'm always very skeptical of people. Not that I'm not loving. Not that I'm not personable. Not that I don't want to get to know people. I think that's what the kingdom of God is all about. Mm -hmm. But there are divine appointments. God brings certain people together at a certain time that they develop a certain bond. Chemistries like that. You hear the shit? Wow. We have that. See why he's the best speaker? This no, but, but but it's the truth. We have that, and I don't have that with every. Honestly, I don't have that with no, every. No, it was me. No, it really was me. No, absolutely. Because I, I, I walked away from that conversation saying, "Wow, like, all right, this is that's another one of us. It's yeah, our, it's yeah, our tribe. Hundred percent. Try. Hundred percent. I say like that all the time. Like, you, you, yeah, you know, you know when you meet people, you really yeah. do. You know that chemistry right off the bat. Like, you, you can see it in people's eyes too. Like, they've been through shit. You know what I mean? Right. And like, because me and Dennis talked about that too, where there's people that are that are around us and 
like we think about be- being in certain situations with them, and it's like you know that if shit goes down, they're not they're there. They're not right. No. Like, yeah. No. You know I mean, e- even if they're not capable of doing something, or it's just a matter, you know that they're not gonna be there. You right. Know what I mean? It's a fucked up. I told this to my wife. Not to cut you off. I'm not even kidding. No. But I told her I was. I was. Oh, I'm gonna do the podcast with John and Dennis. Somehow we got into the conversation mm-hmm. about like our relationship, and I told her. I said, Gob, how many friends do I have? I mean, a ton of people that I know, acquaintances, friends, people I consider close. I'm telling you right now, if if something ever went down, I have a list, a very, very short list of people that I know that if I called, they would be there for me in a heartbeat. They would drop everything that they're doing and come, and you guys are on that list. You guys are on that <laughs> list. Absolutely and I know you the least amount of everybody that I could put on that list, and I know that you well, guys would be there. That's another thing I preach all the time is mm-hmm. that, like, doesn't matter how long you know someone. Like I know, I know people for fucking twenty years right. that I don't have any relationship with at all anymore. That mm-hmm. I wouldn't give two fucks if they were on fire in front of me in the street. Yeah. I genuinely <laughs> wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't care at all. It's because like you grow up with people and it's you. You're with them because of convenience. You know what I mean? Like you go to school with them or they live on your block or they're right. your mom's friend's fucking kid. But when you meet people when you're older, that's when you really develop relationships. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So. Now, this is another crazy story. Talking about the divine appointment thing you were mm-hmm. saying. I think this is really amazing. Um, I used to always think church was stupid. Never wanted to go. Didn't, I believed in it. Believed in, like, God and Jesus. But I never believed in, like, church. Mm-hmm. Never cared to go. Um, so, I think it was two years ago, maybe. Yeah, I think it was about uh, last summer, I believe. Chris Weidman at the gym. We had a barbecue. It was a gym barbecue, and Chris Weidman's dad was there, Charlie, who's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to say, like, real quick, Chris and Char and his dad Charlie and the whole family, the Weidman family. I love them so much. They're such amazing people. Um, so back to the story. I was talking to Chris Weidman's dad, and he asked, I don't know how it came up, but he started. We started talking about church, mm-hmm. and it turns out he's a born again Christian. Is he really? He is. And I told him how I didn't really believe in going to church and stuff, this and that. And he said, that's nice and all. But he said, when you go to church, you pick up certain things. He said, you missing church and not going, you lose value in certain things. Meaning, like, you don't learn certain things that you should be learning. So we had that little conversation. And he, I kept that in the back of my head. So, and my mom would always wake me up every Sunday. Dennis, please come, please come. I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm sleeping. Like, don't bother me. Tell me his mom is not an angel. <laughs> angel Watch on that. earth. Come on. No. The, my mom, all my mom does is sing that lady's prayer. Really? Yeah. She loves her. I'm sorry. Continue. No, uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. Um, so one morning, she wakes me up. For whatever reason, I'm like, you know what? Let me go to church today. And then, I, like, at the in the back of my head, I had what Weidman's dad said to me. So I'm like, let me go to church today. I go, and at the time, Mike, you were only speaking once a month, right? Mm-hmm. Once a month, Mike speaks. And then this day, for whatever reason, something in my head told me, go today. I go, I sit down, I'm in there. The people, there's like a mini, it's like a concert in there, bro. He has like the people playing pianos and violins and wow. singing, and he's playing the guitar. Mike's playing the guitar, and then I remember Mike speaking, and the music's playing, and something just came over me, and I start fucking hysterical crying. <laughs> Thank the Lord, son. Yo, bro, 
overtook me. No pedophilia shit. Just came <laughs> on to me. Yo, I'm just fucking. I love it. The spirit, like something came over me, bro, and I'm just sitting there. My head's down in between my, like, just in between my hands. And there's a fucking puddle on the floor in the middle of church where I'm just hysterical crying. I'm like covered in goosebumps. Amazing. Just chills there. all through my body. I'm like, what is going on right now? Mike's voice is just powerful and the music's playing. I'm just, bro, it's just, I went like numb. But I was still like electrified at the same time, just crying, crying, crying. There's literally a puddle on the floor. Like, I just finished fucking training, and I was just sitting there for like a minute, you know, just, just all the sweat. Fucking tears and snot yeah. bubbles and fucking... <laughs> And then I'm like, and then ever since that day, I'm like, I just, I made it an effort to go every single Sunday, but always when Mike talks and I know he's speaking and preaching, I'm I'm there, always. I love how the Catholic Church is such a piece of shit that you have to (laughs) clarify that you're not a pedophilia kind of way. No. He's of age and was of age at the time. But he had to clear up that Mike didn't come and fucking touch him and that's why he was crying or anything like that. No, no, I meant like the the spirit of Jesus came on to me. Oh, the spirit didn't do anything funny. Came on to me. But not in a pedophilic way. Yeah, it was more like of an embracing and loving kind, right, Mike? Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Listen, okay, good, good. I just wanted to say, like, there is for anybody listening to this, there is nothing special about me. I just like, like, well, I know, like, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to clarify this. Like, I am as broken and as twisted as anybody out there. I am just a broken vessel that makes himself available. For God to work through. So it. explain what you've done. So people, because I feel like that's another thing. Because you're not like a fucking goody goody two shoes. You know, you've well, done bad shit. Well, that's no, what right, I want right. to clarify too, though. This isn't a Catholic church. This isn't a Catholic, you know, Roman Catholic typical church, right? No. It's a Christian church. No, it's a Christian church. Right. So just to give you guys a little bit of background. So my mom um, is the pastor. She's the lead pastor. Mm-hmm. She runs the church. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was not always a Christian. In fact, my mom was a Christian before she had me, and then she went into what would be called a backslidden state. Okay, she she, backslidden, she fell away from the faith. My mom at the time was dating my dad, who was Joey Testa, who is who was in the mafia. You know, you can look him up. He was part of the, part of the murder <laughs> machine. Like the guy, you know, he That's was good. yeah, he was just a, he was a bad dude. Right. And you know, my, my mom got pregnant at a wedlock, and at the time that my mom got pregnant. My dad was on trial, and they knew he was. Listen, you going to jail? Like get they knew. The yeah, it was rough. And they weren't married, so when he went away, my mom did not get a lot of money from the state, and all the money went toward lawyers because the lawyer always beat the cases, so they figured they were mm-hmm. going to get out. Make a long story short, he doesn't get out, and now you got this thirty-year-old woman who has me in her stomach, and dad's in jail, going to be in jail probably the next, you know, till he dies. And before you know it, she starts going back to church, starts getting disciple, completely rededicates her life to Christ. Let me just tell you something. Just so you know, my mom, she's a maniac. Let me tell you something. My mom has not been with another man. My mom has not had a single sexual experience, a single physical experience with another man since my dad. So she has literally devoted herself to the gospel and to ministry and to raising me. And she never wanted to have other men around me. So she just completely focused on me, always kept me around my grandparents, around her brother, so on and so forth. And as I got older, I, I would say probably like when I was in high school was when I started to develop like all these like weird emotional quirks. I guess all of like the pain from the past of growing up with no dad and growing up with all these issues, um... I guess when you grow up, like, you're, you're missing a parent, you develop, like, insecurities, you lack confidence, and then I think, like, you know, my dad was this 
murderer. He was in the mafia. Like, is that who I am inside? I have a temper problem. And I, oh, I just started lashing out. And you and all didn't these... know him. No, I didn't know so him. So We just spoke on the phone. That's right. it. You know, so it was like I couldn't really understand what was going on internally. And I developed all of these, like, weird emotional problems and things like that. And I remember, like, going to my mom and being like, Mom, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I'm losing my mind right now. And my mom was always like, Michael, this is not a place of destruction. This is a place of healing. Like, this is where, like, the Jesus that I know, the God that I know, this is where he's going to make himself real to you. And from that moment on, I went through this this period, this process. It took years where I was living in the world. I was not living like a Christian. I was, you know, doing everything that anybody would do. Drinking, drugging, having sex. Mm -hmm. But I always had this deep down this like this conviction like I knew that I was doing the wrong thing like, right. I, I knew it wasn't right I always had like this this tug on me and it was probably my mom's prayers the woman just praying like a maniac for me my entire life and slowly but surely slowly but surely my mom started a church I wasn't going to the church and then I remember one day I decided to go I was like alright I gotta I gotta I gotta get back in shape <laughs> because my mom told me she was like if you keep living the way that you're living she's like I'm kicking you out of the house really and she was like I cannot have you desecrating my house and doing the things that you're doing living like this if I have to let you go I have to let you go until this day she'll say it was the toughest thing she ever had to say to me of course wow. but I knew that she was dead serious and I said you know what let me follow through with this went to church and slowly but surely here we are today that's all she wrote that was it that was it so from that first day that was where you had like your essential epiphany and then yeah and I would say it was a slow embrace back it was right. a slow walk back and like slowly but surely I started cutting off like relationships that I had with people who I love that I would take a bullet for today mm -hmm. I just had to be away from you know bad company corrupts good character right and wow. at the time at the time my character wasn't in a place where I could be around those people and influence them right. they were only influencing me mm -hmm. now I could go be around them and I'm the influencer but at that time, I wasn't the atmosphere changer. The atmosphere would change me. So I, I unfortunately had to cut them off. Some of them I don't talk to now, and they never got over that. But some of them I still do, and God is good. I'm just happy I'm alive. <laughs> that's, that's really what it fucking comes down to, is that you had that moment. You had that moment where you turned around and, you know, you walked into that church, and that was what hit you, especially the, the influence from, from your mom and everything, and the serious yeah. threat of, like, listen, you're going to be on the fucking street if you know, turn around and do this. And I yeah. went through very, very, very similar things. Like, my mom was never with another man after her and my father really? got divorced. Yeah, that was it. So you guys have pretty similar yeah. Very similar I didn't stories. know that. Yeah. Wow. She didn't date. She didn't, nothing. She didn't want, all she wanted to do was focus on raising me and my brother. That was it. Like, wow. That's all she gave a fuck about. God Do, bless her. So does your family go to church at all, John? My mother, I used to go every Sunday. Used really? To go to, yeah, Catholic church. Catholic church. Okay. And my mother did too. And she was always very, very religious. But, church actually gave her a lot of problems after she got divorced. Of course. Because it's looked down upon. Really? Yeah, yeah. Especially the Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what she grew up in coming from, you know, a typical Italian family. She grew up with a fucking mm. Catholic background and that's what it was. So, you know, that was, you know, she didn't look for other options at that point. She didn't say, oh, maybe I can go find a uh, Christian church. You know, where they might, was, she was just like, right, I'm fucking disenfranchised with this at this point. So, so what started your skepticism with religion or God or Jesus, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know if I'd call it skepticism because it's not necessarily against religion at all. Um, so do you do you believe then? Believe in what necessarily? See, now this is where Mike has to come in. Mm -hmm. What's the right thing to say? Because I wouldn't identify as an agnostic either. An agnostic, they usually say, oh, I believe in something, just not 
But it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to define myself as anything. But my skepticism, for lack of a better word, started probably in, in fucking CCD and, you know, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Going to school for my fucking sacraments and communion and Yeah, the same right. shit. Right. So I remember being like six or seven years old and coming home and wanting to read the Bible and being like, the story of Samson, like, this dude stopped being strong after they cut his hair? Like, what the fuck? How does that make sense? I remember being little. I was like this about everything. Everything. Like, my mother will tell you the weirdest fucking stories about me just always deconstructing things. I love it. I'm an overthinker. Like, Mm -hmm. but not in a worrying sense or anything like that. But I'm always... question. Yeah, I'm always trying to see, like, different angles on everything. I'm always trying to put myself in those shoes and this shoes and trying to see where the fuck my hole is or anything like you know what I mean? Right. So I was like that from a young age. I was always just why and just because wasn't good enough. Like if I asked my mother why is the sky blue and she was like oh because it's fucking blah 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 I'd be like nah that's not good enough. No. I don't know any better than yeah. that. So that's where it really came from and then I guess it was just um, just over time just a matter of exposure to other things and I felt like me myself I felt like I was being hypocritical because if I would learn about a certain topic in, let's say, human history, then I would look and I'd be like, but that doesn't make sense with this. You know what I mean? So mm. it's, it's not religion that I have a problem with. It's any system of belief, for me, makes it very hard because I feel like if I adhere to any type of belief system, whether it's a religion or fucking astrology or mm. anything, fucking paganism, worshipping fucking trees and shit, <laughs> I feel like if I adhere to any of those, then anything that I see has to essentially fit into that view. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel like I'll be looking at the world through those lenses. As so it has to be through your perspective and your point of view for No, you I believe. want my perspective to be completely open. Okay. Because my answer to everything is, I don't know. Right. You know, and it's not indecision, it's coming from me literally not knowing. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing, I have never had an experience where I could say, oh shit, that's, you know, like that was the voice of God or that was the devil talking to me or fucking Zeus or so how about you said you don't you don't remember any experiences so mm-hmm. when we huddle up and pray what happens to you how do you feel when we pray remember the, we had this conversation yeah. it is the most intense feeling alright so I took a video okay. of the last right. time Mike prayed in the hotel room before you walked down for your last fight I remember that mm-hmm. and I didn't tell anybody either I set the video up on uh, on the windowsill and tried to aim it so I can get everybody in it and it was a little skewed but and your brother was the only one that fucking saw it yeah sneaky little punk so he catches keeps, everything yeah, that he yeah, can so he keeps running in front of it he puts like the the fight card thing yeah. up front, like a little jerk <laughs> so Mike's um Mike's praying over Dennis and your mom is in the middle of it mm. and she's saying praise Jesus and, and she's holding on to your hands We're and I'm fucking mom. I'm sweating I'm holding back tears in this fucking room. I'm about to cry right now. Just, it's it's yeah. intense. It's yeah, the most yeah. intense guys, experience yeah. I've Powerful. ever had in my life. Because first, he, he didn't just pray over you. First, he, he said a story. I think it was about David, I think. I David, think. yeah. David and Goliath, yeah. So then, after he kind of gives the speech, then we hug him. So now I'm with people that I love in ways that I, I, I can't put into fucking right. words. Your family is, is my family. Which, I, mean, I mean that from the depths of my heart I would fucking die in a heartbeat Thank for your family I don't mean jumping I mean I would literally just die <laughs> if I had to die to help your family I would just no die. stop stop no, stop, stop. I mean, and you know that I've developed that relationship with them you know what I mean and so I'm sitting here now after the last 24 hours being a nightmare with you yep cutting the weight I'm the worst 
it's not even no, it's not even your mood. It's I'm watching you dehydrate yourself, and there's nothing that's safe about it. Like that's one of the yeah. most dangerous fucking things you could do, especially in MMA. By the end of it, he comes out of the fucking sauna, and he's got no voice. Right. He's just talking like that. Like he's got no voice left. We got one pound to cut in fucking 15 minutes. We're late to the weigh-ins. It was just, dude, it's a nightmare. Stress. You know, it was, Stress, it was yeah. Very stressful. Yeah. And I, I was the only one there. You, me and Jenny. And Jenny couldn't come into the male locker room. She's a female, obviously. Right. So she's sitting in the gym on a couch for hours. And I'm running back and forth telling her how everything's going with Dennis and the other fighter, Ed, mm-hmm. that was there. And it was fucking horrible. So to have this moment after the waiting game of a few hours of, all right, it's fight time soon. It's the most intense thing in the world, and you're a piece of shit if you could sit there in the room and deny that there's faith and love and yeah. whatever God is, is in that fucking room. Yeah, 100%. It's in the room. You can feel it. It's tangible. I wish that the there was a camera on me and you walking down to the arena after that. I was just ready to fucking... I was ready to walk through fire because now we had to walk down from the hotel room down through the casino up into the arena and I'm carrying all of his shit his bags got his fucking um, banner around my neck just but I felt like I was walking on air it felt like we were ready to go to battle ready to war ready for war literally war drums bulletproof I'm getting goosebumps all over right now nothing could fucking touch us I wish that there was a camera just on us walking down that I will never forget that. I just want to say two things real quick about that about that moment when, when we were mm-hmm. praying, especially in the hotel room that day. Point number one. That does not always happen. No, I want I want to be very clear about this. I've prayed for countless people, people on the street, people in church, and anywhere, people in the gym. I am convinced that when the tangible presence of God comes into a room like that. I mean, he does it at his will. I, I can't bring it. It's right. God who brings the increase. I'm convinced that the reason why he does it is because he knows that there are there's openness there. He knows that if I if I bring my presence into this place, there are people here that can receive it. And everybody in that room, including your dad, <laughs> everybody was like a sponge. When I was speaking to you, I was feeling what what I, I call it the it, the Holy Spirit, like the the. The president mm-hmm. of the it, I felt it rising up in me. I was I was ready to just start like, I, I felt like I had it like fire that I could like shoot out of my hands. It was ridiculous, <laughs> but God doesn't always do that. I am telling you that tangible presence is because everybody in that room was ready for something. They were waiting for something. They wanted something to happen. If you read the New Testament, if you read the Book of Acts, this is like the first century church how it started. So after Jesus had already ascended. Um, they're waiting in the upper room because Jesus had promised the disciples that the Holy Spirit was going to come and he was going to fill them and he was going to fuel them essentially to build the first century church. The Bible uses a term for power in the Greek. It's, it's called, it's, the, the Greek word is dunamis, okay? It means power. And it's used nine times in the book of Acts. Eight of the nine times it's, it's in reference to working miracles, but there is one time that it's used um, for preaching and for speaking powerfully, that you will be able to speak with dunamis power. I forgot exactly what the passage is, but I think it's like Peter spoke with dunamis, like he spoke Mm -hmm. with power. So the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to speak with power, but it's from God. And that was what happened that day. I was speaking, and the Holy Spirit showed up. So what you were feeling was the dunamis from God. Speak all the time. 
You speak to people all the time. You speak to them about God all the time. But that does not always happen. Right, but it's, you don't you don't feel it. No. You know, it's you, you don't feel that. And to go back to your question, what would I call that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It, to me, that's not that's not a definitive proof of something for me to believe in. As far as okay, now I'm a Christian, because if let's say you were speaking words of a fucking pagan. That energy still might be in the room because it's channeling whatever the fuck is running the universe or whatever the universe is. You think even if it was pagan shit, it would still be there? I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, and I'm not saying that it makes it less spiritual. It's. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, but it's there. Whatever the fuck you're talking about, it's there. Right. It's a verifiable experience for you. you and just like he explained about us being sponges in the room. Me, I was a sponge as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. And you know I've been around you guys talking how many times have I ever been disrespectful to no, faith never or really. I mean it's not it's not like I downplay anyone's faith or anything like that. Cause I don't. I love I wrote a blog the night before the first fight I ever went to of his. Mm. Cause he was talking about the Holy Spirit and all the shit and faith and it was the first time I saw someone use faith and religion in a way that was genuinely empowering. Right. It was this extra I read that. I remember you said that. Thank you. It was this extra gear that you had going into a fight knowing that if your body breaks if your mind breaks you're under that fucking protection mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it was a genuine thing that I saw pushed him forward empowered him made him a better person made him a better fighter so I was like holy shit you know like yeah. it was because usually you just hear the typical religious debates where it's just and I don't even attribute this to religion I just attribute it to people's ignorance in general of just, oh yeah, God is this, God is that, and I believe in blah, 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 and anything else is wrong. If you believe in this, you're a dick. If you believe in that, you're a dick. Right. That's what I'm used to. So I was taken aback by it. Then when I met you, it was just like, holy shit. Because you have plans to start your own church, right? I would I would like to. I don't really know what's going to happen. Right. I don't know. if I mean, maybe I'll probably wind up taking over. I know my mom will probably, probably wind up taking over my mom's church at some nice. point. Or maybe I'll start my own. I don't know. I guess what happens. And I've said countless times, I will do anything in the world to help you achieve that. You know what I mean? Anything. I find that so incredible that, I mean, whatever you are, you're a skeptic, however you, you would define yourself, it's just like, he's so on board. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's people, crazy. there's people, like, there's pastors who would kill to have him in their church. Just 100%, <laughs> like, literally anything, anything that you, because I believe in what you're trying to do. I believe that you're genuinely trying to spread a love, a love, a message of love and peace and acceptance and empowering and bettering yourself. So I don't give a fuck what banner it's under. I think it'll genuinely help. I mean, right. it, it's helped me. It's helped me since we've been friends. And it's not that I need to believe in this or that. It's that you fucking genuinely make a difference yeah. in people's lives. You are an influencer. You are. And how can you, nobody's going to listen to this and be like, oh, shit, Mike's not the best speaker that they know. He is. Yeah. Listen to I mean... And if you're not, you're definitely up there with one of the best. Dude, Fuck uh, yeah. I, I, undeniably. I appreciate it, guys. I, I mean, I really don't think I'm that good, but I do appreciate you. If you guys say it, I, I appreciate it. It's definitely... <laughs> you're our best but, guest. Our only guest. Our best <laughs> guest. <laughs> right, yeah, like You guys set the bar real, uh, real high for me. <laughs> but I just want to say that, you know, going back to, to what you were saying, I'm... When, what, I, what, I'm what I try to do, whatever it is that you're attracted to, is straight Jesus. I'm dead serious. Like, this is straight New Testament. You read the New Testament. You read the life of Christ. You, you read what he did. You read what the disciples did. You read how they built the first century church. Bro, it's straight up Jesus. Like, this is straight up Bible. Like, it's, 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 it's straight up Jesus. So, 
I, I'm not saying that one single experience or whatever it is that you go through with, whether it's the hotel room or we're praying over somebody on the street, whatever it is, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's enough to convert somebody and make them go to the cross. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just letting you know that whatever it is that you're attracted to, it is the man Christ Jesus. And it very Mel White, yeah. very Mel White, <laughs> Jesus Christ, very well <laughs> might be. be. Holy shit. It might be that. And I can't say that in fucking five weeks or five years I won't be like, oh shit, you know, I'm, I'm a Bible-thumping Jesus guy. Now. Like I, I might. Right. I don't know what's going to happen. I might have a fucking kid in 15 years and that change everything. You know? right, like, right. Or someone might die that's really close to me and might change that. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? It goes back to the I don't know attitude that I have. It's just I, I don't know. I want to be open to everything. It's not open to faith. It's fuck just any, learning anything because I'm constantly looking for ways to make myself not suck. You know what I mean? I'm okay. perpetual fuck up. So it's right. like as much as I could learn and you know, I just want to be open to everything. So I remember you were saying we were having this conversation about DMT. Right. Possibly being like, and I hear a lot of people like little DMT stories on like Rogan or even on YouTube and stuff. Everyone or mostly everyone has the same experience where they see this goddess. Right. Who she claims to be God. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were saying maybe what if this is like the the portal or the gateway to me God. And, me and Mike had this conversation the other night. Right. So, but isn't that really maybe like a deception, a lie, Mike? What do you think? That's about exactly that? what Mike said to me. He said, "What if that was the devil's way of getting you to, even though you became a better person out of it and thought differently out of it, what if that was his way of getting you to de denounce Christ?" I said, "Shit." crazy yeah. fucking way to look at it because if you go by the Bible's idea of the devil like he'll take any win that he can get right like you know yeah. Lucifer, Satan whoever the fuck he is will take any any win he can against but at the same time I thought about the question afterwards it didn't make me denounce anything you know what I mean like it's not it didn't make me say oh the church or the Bible or Jesus didn't exist it just made me feel connected to whatever it is and whatever that is very well could be Christian God, you know what I mean? I, like it doesn't mean that it's not. See, I um, going back to that conversation that we had, I think, and this is this is on a, on a this is a purely philosophical. I'll go philosophical first, and then theological. Right. On a purely philosophical level, I can't help but feel that that is like a very and and I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody no. who's listening or to you or anybody you know their opinion on. I just cannot help but feel that that is a very, very artificial or a superficial form of spirituality. That it makes an experience with the Creator reliant on an outside source. It, that, that would be my philosophical um, excerpt. The theological side of it is this is strikingly similar to what we see in Genesis 3 in the Garden of Eden. The serpent comes to Eve and he tells her, eat the fruit. And Eve's like, well, we're not supposed to. And the serpent tells her, well, if you eat this, you could be just like God. You could be just like him. Like, this, this, this is the key. Eat this fruit. You'll be just like God. Like, you want to have an experience? Eat the fruit. Mm -hmm. And that was the deception. Meanwhile, he was telling you, you could be just like God. Meanwhile, they were already like God. They were already created in his image. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, when it comes to these drugs or what the Bible calls pharmacopoeia and so on and so forth, these to me are just very, very superficial forms of spirituality that the enemy uses as distractions 
to bait people in. He's been doing it all the way back since the Garden. But then on the philosophical side, if you say an outside source to bring God, like DMT is literally produced by your body. And if we were created in God's image, it's already all in us. So why wouldn't he put a key inside of us to talk to him if DMT is already produced by the body? But it's already in there. So still it would make it dependent on the outside source. You get what I'm saying? You're still taking something to produce the effect of spirituality. And I don't think that, I don't think you need to do that. Yeah, but you're only activating something that's already inside of you. But you have to take something in order to activate it. Like, you have to take this physical thing. Right, because we don't have control over pumping it out ourselves. Like, this idea that in order to have this supernatural, this metaphysical experience, or I guess you Mm -hmm. could call it, um, I have to take this physical substance. It's very, very strange. Isn't that similar to, like, communion in the Catholic Church? Well, communion in the Catholic Church—communion in the Catholic Church is much different than communion in the Christian. They actually think that when you eat the bread, it turns into the physical body of Jesus. Well, that's what I'm I, I saying. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, right, yeah. I think, saying, right. I, think, I think we just do that as symbolism. Like Jesus said, "Do this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of the sacrifice." Right. But I don't it's, think there's any. It's ritual. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't think there's any like supernatural. That's um, not really the right. Yeah, that doesn't give you this this experience yeah. when you're when it's altering your consciousness. Yeah. But, um, I mean, obviously, from the theological end of it, I think that the Bible would uh, prohibit the use of these, like, intoxicating drugs and so on and so forth. But, I mean, I guess for me, from from the Christian perspective, I always felt that, my, I guess, spirituality to me was never like a mystical thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this idea of spirituality um, and having these experiences and, like, floating out there somewhere into the ether, like, it was never like that. It was always this very, very real, sobering experience that I had with God in reality, and it was it was personal. Mm-hmm. It was this personal relationship, I, I or the, the the this personal experience that I had with God that was that was the transforming uh, factor. Almost, almost like it comes from within you. Yeah. Like a God is in you type of situation. To some degree, yeah, I guess you could say that to some degree. Like, he, he, like I guess accepting Christ and allowing Him, allowing his, the Holy Spirit to have its work in me mm-hmm. is would be what I would call living a Spirit-filled life. And now, like, with the philosophical debate again, now, the problem I would have with religion here, and this isn't I'm saying with you at mm. all, is now look at, like, um, Native American history and culture. They always engaged in rituals where whether they were smoking marijuana or doing peyote mm-hmm. in these religious rituals, believing in whatever gods they believed in. So now, are they bad? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is where religion would come into and play. Like, that's the devil's fucking... Like, why? Why does someone else's connection to whatever they believe in right. mean that it's what? it's bad? You know, what I mean? so that's, that's where I have a problem with religion itself is, no, we have the answers. What do you say about that? Right. Well, I, have I that think same question. I think, and this is, goes back to the conversation that we had mm-hmm. when we were in the car. I think that truth, by definition, comes with restrictions. Mm-hmm. And the example that I used is like, I'm a Caucasian. I'm Caucasian. Right. Like, I can't be African American right. by by labor of truth. I just can't yeah. be. So, by definition, it comes with restrictions. And I guess at the end of the day, um, I guess you you will have to choose what your objective standard is going to be. Or, or the, the lens that you see life through, what your your what the worldview is going to be, what your worldview is going to be. I guess you're going to wind up having to have, have to make that decision. Like I would obviously say, like I don't think that you should be getting intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Like you should be getting stoned off your face and having these 
experiences, so to speak, with God. Now, the reason why I would say that is, I mean, one from a personal, on a personal level, I just don't like being stoned. Mm-hmm. I hate that feeling. Right. Number one. But number two is that the Bible says don't do it. I think that that is the absolute moral objective standard um, for all morality. I think that God is the supreme um, arbiter of morality, and he displayed himself in Jesus, and that's the objective standard that I live by. Um, But I I, I don't have any uh, hard argument against it other than I hold to a Christian worldview. Forget getting intoxicated. Just they're like a Native American's religious... I don't even know what the fuck they believe in, honestly. Mm-hmm. But their beliefs, they feel the exact same way that you do about that connection and that peace and that love and all those things. So it's... I find a hard time being part of one and discounting someone else's faith. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's there's no saying that they like don't the feel... Bi- like, like the big three, pretty much. Muslims, Christians, yeah, like and it's, Jews. Like, my attitude is, fuck them. But it's, fuck all of it. And it's not something that I have against faith or God. It's it's against the infrastructure of religion itself, where a lot of it's become a money-making process. And I'm not saying your church right, or anything right, like yeah. that, but the Catholic Church is 100%, yeah. horrendous. It's fucking yeah. disgusting. No, yeah. people suck. And I, and, I, <laughs> and I can't shit on anything else, honestly, because I was raised Catholic. I, you know, I mean, that's what yeah, I know, yeah, so yeah. I know enough about it to be like, fuck, the, fuck these guys. I mean, two, two priests from the church that I grew up in fucking pedophiles get out of here yeah like they would just release his names as, as fucking pedophiles that were moved around to other churches let's go fuck them up these people you know what I mean so it's where they at I don't know, I'm fucking I'm gonna hunt them down I'm with it fucked I'm castrated bro. John Wick style John fucking Wick you know with, with when it comes to when it comes to religion I always held to the you know Anselm he was a uh, mid-century Christian philosopher and he always defined God as this the greatest conceivable being imaginable Mm-hmm. Greatest conceivable being imaginable, and you know you mentioned the big three, mm-hmm. you know like Judaism, Christianity, Islam. I always held to well, what religion or what worldview? I hate calling them religions, but what worldview right. defines God as the greatest conceivable being imaginable? Which one comes the closest? By inference of the best explanation, I think it's hands down Christianity. Can, can you explain for like for people that wouldn't understand? I think that. If when you think about God being the greatest conceivable being imaginable, what how could you define the greatest conceivable being imaginable? Well, it would obviously have to be a being that's all loving, that's holy, but is perfectly just, um, omnipotent, omniscient, mm-hmm. omnipresent, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Christianity defines all of that the best out of all of the world religions. And I think that it explains it in the most suitable way. So how about like Islam, for example, maybe their argument would be our God is a man, half man. So how can God be man and still be God? Well, I don't know exactly how they would... Would they define their God as a man? Would they say that God well, is a they, man? Well, they would, for Christians, to say that yeah. our God is a man. I think God is male in his description in the scripture. Um, I'm saying like in I regards know. to Jesus. Oh, well, Jesus is oh, definitely shit. a male. Right, but I'm saying like as you picture God as something unimaginable that you can't put a face to it, but then Christians say Jesus is God, right? Yeah. So then wouldn't it, wouldn't like Muslims argue argue that for us? Well, for Muslims Christians? Muslims don't believe that Jesus uh, Jesus was God. They believe that he was a prophet. They would, That's uh, what he I'm was saying. a prophet of Allah. 
I, well, first of all, just to say, I could never be a Muslim based purely on the fact, and this is no disregard, to, no disrespect to Islam. Bacon. I just, what? Bacon. Uh, yeah, right, that, that alone, yeah, especially on like a ketogenic diet, like, so you eat is bacon, no. But I could never be a Muslim simply on the historicity regarding Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus was ever crucified. Okay. I have a very, very hard time with that. The, every single authority, his, uh, historical authority, whether it's New Testament scholarship, Greco-Roman scholarship, whatever it is, everybody believes. Whether you believe that Jesus was God in the flesh, whether you believe that he was a prophet, or maybe you just believe he was a really wise dude, or maybe you just believe he was a carpenter. I mean, everybody agrees that the man lived and died on a cross. Okay. And Muslims refuse to say that he died on the cross. And see, where, where my brain kicks in and goes the greatest conceivable being ever and I'm sitting here thinking you know we're in God's images and this and that and people and blah 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 do you ever see what a fucking nebula looks like? a nebula? dude that's way better, better than us <laughs> that's amazing. way fucking better than us yeah but the, can that make a fucking cell phone in your hand to look at itself? I don't know no I maybe can't. I think we're better bro that's like a dolphin a dolphin's kind of smarter than us but they don't need to fucking they're pretty smart they don't need to have cell phones because they live in three dimensions where we don't you know what's incredible though is just the, the unbelievable complexity of the human body it's like we just regenerate ourselves it's yeah. an like, insane machine and this is this is like the goes back almost like the teleological argument for God's existence which is like the argument from fine tuning mm -hmm. like how the universe is just and the earth is just ironically just fine tuned perfectly for, balanced perfectly for, for intelligent life like us it's just incredible so that brings me back to one question actually I got fuck you let me pull it up fuck him no no no, <laughs> no fuck you fuck just him. for no reason <laughs> you know, just you just fuck, none. fuck Dennis I'm okay. wait, wait I'm proud of you you were fucking on time tonight I was like 20 minutes late bro we were, we were in a group text and Mike pulls up right on time <laughs> Dennis says I'm on my way as, as Mike's pulling up I'm like oh good just left my house so I write in, in the group text oh we're really recording at 9.30 because we're moving on quote unquote Dennis, Dennis time <laughs> then we get a text John do you got a watermelon <laughs> and as Mike's reading it reading why I'm going oh he wants to you know crush it in his fucking arms and he goes I want to crush it in my big strong Albanian arms and put it on I'm Instagram. reading it out loud <laughs> Fucking wyvern, bro, crushed the watermelon. That's inspired. Know, savage. He said that inspired if you came me. here with a watermelon, he was like, I'm going to let Dennis sit there with the watermelon on in his lap, and yeah, I'm not even going to address it on Yeah, camera. I was like, I'm not even going to fucking acknowledge on camera or on microphone that you had a watermelon on your Like lap. the elephant in the room, yeah, yeah, which just, is not there. Yeah, just there, we're not even fucking paying attention to it. How many questions did you get? I got a lot of questions. Did you really? I got a lot. You want to um, hit all of them, or you want to pick nah, some of them? No, I don't know about all of them. It's too much. Um, We'll be here for like four hours. But one of them, because... It kind of tied in with what Mike said. Someone asked, and I'm not going to say their names because these are like personal right. questions, you know, I'm not getting into that. But someone said, if God is real, why did he make the universe so big but just focus on Earth to have life? Now, I don't really know if just Earth has life, you know, this is that's, what the guy That's asked, opening right? such a giant fucking door. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to answer all the questions. Like, right. we'll just now, now, now is it this person's belief that there's just life on this earth? You know what right, I mean? Like, I don't no know. I, 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 life, or he has to specify, to, specify on that a little bit. Like, does he mean life or human life? That's what, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean, because for all, 
we fucking know there could be sentient beings on other planets talking right. to the exact same fucking god that we right. do talking in the exact same way right. that one of us would talk to you know right and the vastness of the universe is just you can't even wrap your head around it right. like it's just and, oh. and that's why my answer to everything is I don't fucking know when it comes to what do you believe in because I don't think in my short lifetime here in the grand scheme of things that I'm gonna figure anything out and that's where most people most people like most people need comfort and, you know that's why they never get out of their comfort zone they need like answers. I don't want fucking answers to everything. Like, I'm I'm more comfortable being like, I don't know about a lot of shit. Right. You know, I'm, I'm more comfortable not having that security blanket and shit like that. Well, maybe that's the point of God. I just thought of this right now. Be- because we can't understand it and wrap our heads around it and, de- and decide on a good answer, maybe that's why we were gifted with free will. To decide, to really. Seek. To Well, even to decide, like, what he left us with, this is enough for me to believe that mm-hmm. He exists, and he gave us his free will. Am I right with that? Yeah, Mike? you know, I, I also, I I have a hard time when Christians speak. I mean, I, and I could be off on this, and somebody will probably throw a theological stone at me, but when we speak in terms with absolute certainty, I mean, we have to avoid total disparity also, mm-hmm. but when we speak in terms of absolute certainty, like, I believe Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. I believe that he was God in the flesh and I firmly believe that he came and died for our sins and rose from right. rose from dead but for all I know they could find his body or something or something dates back to his remains yeah. I, I don't know but, it could have been a midget right like but, <laughs> it could be fucking yeah, but my, it could but, be anything. yeah like, like, like my point is that I mean I I firmly believe this but there have been times in my life where my faith has been shaken where I've been stirred and there were times where I felt absolutely certain, and there were other times where I was like, God, what's going on right now? How could this possibly be happening? And that's where I have a problem with religion in general, or even fucking astrology, where it's like, people tell you as if this is the fucking fact. You yeah. guarantee... That me. One of the questions I got was, do I think Mercury retrograde is causing people's moods and cell phones? No. No. I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I know how Mercury retrograde works or anything like that? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. I have have had it explained to me. I don't get it. I think that cosmic energy reaching all the way across the fucking universe to come to Earth and just tickle our balls a little bit is really... I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. It's not something I would pay attention to. I think our entire power system and infrastructure as a fucking humanity would be built around Mercury retrograde if that was the case because we have nuclear reactors, missile sites, and shit. Like, if... Mercury retrograde made Instagram and the nuclear reactor go on the fritz, we'd be in trouble. You know what I mean? Right. So no, I don't think it, Mercury retrograde is doing anything to anybody. Or Instagram. <laughs> I, I just wanted to go back to, real quick, what we were saying before. I, I think that, scientifically speaking, I think we have better arguments for the existence of God as opposed to the non-existence of God. Now, that doesn't take you right to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But... As far as the existence of God and Jesus, you know, going back to the Bible, um, I do believe that this is true. And we may never have all the answers, but I don't think that that's, that's a reason to not take a stance on something. Like, I don't know if that's necessary a reason to not take a stance. Because we could, like, philosophically speaking, we could always kick the can down the road. Like, we'll never have all the answers. Right. You're never going to It's know. not going to happen in a lifetime. Is that a reason to not take a stance on something, though? is the question I would ask you. Which is a good question because mm-hmm. the stance that I take is supporting in the things that I do believe in. I believe in you. You know what I mean? Like, right, I right. believe in Dennis. So, do I need to actually find a faith to believe in? Like, is it a necessity 
in my lifetime that I have to say, okay, this is the one where I do believe in this or I don't believe in anything? Like, do I need that? You know, do I really need that? Do I... Am I going to have to come to a crossroad where I have to decide? I don't think so. I mean, is it really going to make a difference? I don't think so. Because my stance is, I stand with what I believe. I believe in you. You know what I mean? But you are open. 100%. You are are open, too. I'm not against anything, and that's the whole point. I'm not going to be against Christian faith. I'm not going to be against the Muslim faith. I'm not going to be against the fucking Native Americans. I'm not going to be against the Chinese. So why won't you go to church on Sunday when Mike speaks? I don't want to get up that early. It's not even that early. It's not even early. I wake up late. What time is it? Like 11.30, I, I get there. I could do Starts that. at 11. I could do that. I, you should come and you should bring your mom. I could do that. I think your mom would, would thoroughly enjoy oh, it. Oh, my mom would totally dig it. Are you speaking this Sunday coming? Totally yes, I am. dig it. Spoke then, today. Then Sunday I'll do. Yeah, definitely come. I spoke Sunday today. Sunday I'll do. I'm going to speak. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll, you'll totally enjoy it. If uh, they can hold down the fort with my grandmother, yeah. Bring her too. Nah, grandma can't even move, bro. All right. She got to reaching. <laughs> I just saw fucking lightning. Did you really? Yeah, if we get rained out in the middle of this podcast, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Bro, did you see the fucking sky before? It was crazy. I'm like, yo, this is... It's beautiful. Uh, this is meant to be right now. Yeah. Gayest There's a podcast rainbow. ever. We, we have fucking... We're going to have a sunset. So it was in the lowest parking lot. It was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ruined it with a Bro, low it shot. It was literally right over my head, though. Like, it was only in that parking lot area where this fucking... And every, every, around it was a blue sky. According to the rainbows, it's God telling him he's gay. It's 2019, bro. That's what you got against that. The okay. Christian church accepts oh, homosexuality. Do they? Do they? Do they? I don't fucking know. I'm asking you. I don't think so. They no. don't accept homos? Well, I mean, maybe. Is that, like, is that the right term? You can't term? be like homos, you jerk. Homosexuals. Oh, no. I don't. I don't <laughs> oh, my God. The church should never reject homosexuals. They should accept everybody. Right. It's, it's the sin that... The, church i think rejects right. any sin in general and mm-hmm. that's Period. that's where i freak the fuck out about any type of religion being against this or being against that it's like i want to love and accept everybody equally which you're supposed to you know like i, I hate everybody but it's because <laughs> they suck as people not because you know what i mean it's not because right. what they fucking believe in but i want to i want to be able to be open to everybody's shit and i also like i don't know anything about buddhism so i don't want to if i talk to a fucking dalai lama do, are they buddhist yeah right? uh, but they dalai lama yeah. Buddhism is like a form of atheism. Is it? Yeah, it's very, very interesting. They don't believe in an afterlife. It's a very, very interesting... Uh, but but is, is Dalai Lama Buddhist? This is how fucking dumb I am. Is he? Yeah. Yes, Okay, absolutely. so if I sat there and I spoke to the Dalai Lama, like, I'd want to be listening to what he says and kind of learn off yeah. it and understand not going with a skewed view. Because I'm an idiot. I also don't trust myself believing in something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to go in there and be like, nah, fuck you, Jesus is the man, bro. Like, your rope's stupid. <laughs> I don't want to go in there and do that. Why not? It's me. That's I got another question that says, or it's not really a question, but the unknown differences between Satan, Lucifer, and the devil. Mike, I think this is something for you to touch on. I don't really understand that. I have to be honest with you. I don't really know. I mean, I guess that's like a theological question. Mm-hmm. The age-old view is that Satan, prior to being Satan, or the devil, mm-hmm. the, those two are the same, was that he was an angel in heaven named Lucifer. Um, the bringer of light. Yeah, who was like in charge of, I guess, the music in heaven. I guess that's... This, so this that, is like this age-old he theory. Was God's favorite angel. He was the prettiest. Yeah, I don't know how true this actually is, though. I, there's a, I know there's like a... There's very, very varying theories. But, but the, di- the difference between 
I think they're all the same, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever it is. So do you is. think it's an actual figure, or is it just, like, an entity oh, I don't think of, that. like, evil? Because I've read some gnarly shit, actually, about, like, how they refer to the Bible, they refer in the Bible to certain, I don't remember which one it was, Satan or Lucifer, where it wasn't referring to the devil, it was referring to an archangel or a fallen angel named Samael or some shit like that. Yeah, I've heard all sorts of You know what I mean? Like, now things. you're getting into really obscure... I've heard guys go back to the Hebrew, and mm-hmm. you read in the actual Hebrew, what really really means is this, and, I mean, I, 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 I do believe that there is a devil. I do believe mm-hmm. that there is, like, an objective evil. Do you believe um, that the devil is like a like a fallen angel person? I Not person, but like... I'm kind of agnostic on that. I don't know if he's a fallen angel, if he's a created being. I guess I would... I would. I don't have a hard stance on it. I would side with the age-old theory that he was that he's a fallen he's angel. Fallen. I would. I would say that. I think that God creates human beings and angels, at least at that point when he was creating them with 100% libertarian freedom of the will, meaning that human beings, angels, they angels at least at that point had the ability to freely choose uncaused mm-hmm. and I think that Satan just chose the way that he did to go against God yeah was it out of jealousy of humans right I think he it was, was out of, I think he just wanted God's seat at the throne like okay. he wanted that power like I will rise myself up to be like God pride essentially pride yeah which is one of the seven deadly sins I mean I, I, I all sins are deadly I think I don't know so what do you think what, remember that John Ramirez guy we watched? Mm-hmm. He was like the one of the highest Satanists in fucking New York. He grew up in the Bronx. You think that shit is real? Witchcraft and I do. Oh, hexes? fuck that guy. That guy was a lunatic. Yeah, I really? Think, yeah, that guy was crazy. Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah, you sent me the video. I was like, what the oh, fuck yeah. am I watching right you now? You think that's bullshit? I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know if it's bullshit. I don't even know. I don't remember what the fuck it was really about. I just remember the guy being nuts and he said he was like killing people or some shit like that. Yeah. But then I look at like... You know how the new thing is the Illuminati and everybody's devil worshiper and they're putting up all these signs? Like, dude, I've been into heavy metal my whole life. Like, I've been listening to music where they... Like, you know what I mean? Like, they put devil imagery in everything. Wait, so have you ever had sleep paralysis? No, not once. You've never had it? No. At least not that I know of. I had it last night. I Did you really? Lot, I had it last night and my brother-in-law had it last night too at the exact same time. We had the same symptoms too. It was the strangest Get thing. Get the That's fuck crazy. I called I my mom... Like all Italian boys do. I called my mom at 12.45. My mom's, my wife's away with her sister. Ma! Called my mom at 12.45 a.m. I picked up, I said, Ma, I'm either getting the stomach flu or it's a demonic attack. I need you to pray, I need you to pray for me right now. Either way, I'm going to shit my pants yep. start praying. Start praying. What the fuck? Wait, 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 so what happened? I went to sleep. I started getting these weird stomach pains, night sweats, and then I'm sleeping and then I froze up in bed, couldn't move. But it felt like somebody would jolt me out of my sleep. Before it would happen, it felt like somebody was like going like this to me. And I'd wake mm-hmm. up and I'm like, what the heck was that? Go back to sleep, have the sleep paralysis. The same thing would happen again and again and again. And then I woke up and I was like, what's going on right now? I'm sweating. I couldn't figure it out. I had these weird stomach cramps. It was very, very strange. And then I called my mom. I said, Ma, I need you. You got to pray something wrong. Woke her up out of a dead sleep, man. Woke what? Yeah. So do you believe sleep paralysis like, is demons attacking you, trying to possess you? This is such a tricky question because they have so many scientific literature on the topic that it, it's really hard to say whether it's a supernatural thing or not. I mean, as a Christian, I do believe in the supernatural. I have to say that I, I've had experiences that just that, that felt like they were demonic, that it was not just a dream. I mean, when you, when you wake up from these, anybody who has these experiences, mm-hmm. they wake up and they feel different. Like, you feel like you just experienced a traumatic event. Right. Not to mention that if you actually read 
some of these accounts that people have when they have sleep paralysis, they see the same thing. Exact I, same thing. And right? I've seen some of it. The the thing that sits on your chest. Some guys have said that they you know they would they, they felt like there was this little demon type of figure that sits on your chest. I've seen that and I felt that. And um, an old woman, they call her the old hag, quote unquote, an old lady that shows up in your sleep that you see her doing sleep paralysis really? and you can't move. And I've seen the figure of an old woman holding a cane. They're wow. very, very strange. But do you think that could be like psychologically influenced? The way they say that like UFO abductors, they say the same thing where it's like they kind of report all the same things because they've been influenced. Yeah, but how... You know I mean? But someone who doesn't know anything about the topic, how would they see the same thing? Because that's even questionable too. Like you ever have a dream and it feels super real and then... Ten but, minutes later, you can't remember what the fuck it was at all. But then like, everyone having the... Well, these are remembered forever, these sleep paralysis things. I remember having it as a kid. Right, but memories, but memory is questionable. The mem- no, I remember it like it was you feel like you, you feel like you do. I remember the exact... I remember... It was I, traumatic, I, like Mike said. I understand that, but the science on brain and memory says that memories are completely faulty. See, oh. neurologically, what they say is that... Because when you have sleep paralysis, you always feel like your eyes are open, right? Right. Yes. You feel like you're awake. Yeah. What they're saying is you're not really awake, that your eyes are actually closed, and that your mind is picturing what the room would look like with your eyes open, but your eyes are actually closed. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what they say, and that it just looks that way. And then when you actually wake up from it, you can't realize, you, you, you can't make the distinction between whether or not your eyes There's were just... No differentiation just, whatsoever. Right, you can't really make the difference. That's why it's a very, very hard thing to... All that I know is this, let me just say this. And again, it could be psychological, so you don't know. I've had sleep paralysis where I would see these weird figures, they would come in the night, and I couldn't speak. That's what exactly so what happened I, yeah. to me. So I would go to pray against it, and my mouth would be mumbled, and the only thing I could do was barely get out the name Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's it. exactly. And I Same. just Same. And I Same. would just say Jesus, but it would be like mumbled and like ruffled. You couldn't really say it, but I would just keep saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the more I said it, I would start to be able to move yep. my arms again, I move my legs, and and move speak my body, better. Sp- speak better. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's boom! You just snap out of yep. it. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. And you're breathing heavy. You're like, well, right what's now. what's happening right now? It's very strange. But now, could that be? You saying words that's comforting to you, yes, and that's what it, snaps you out it of it. Could be. Or it could be, that, that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so, so it's, it's impossible to prove. So you're not going to be able to prove, right? It, I, like, yeah. wait, so it's totally like, like you said, you're trying to speak and you can't, and you're saying something the word that's comfortable. When it happened to me, I was trying to scream out, "Mom," mm-hmm. trying so hard, and I'm just like, mm, and it wouldn't come out. And then I just remember Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the only word that came out. I remember I had a mirror in my room. And it was just like these white fucking, uh, like, curtains. It looked like they were coming out of the mirror. And then, like, a voice was yelling at me, like, laughing at me. Because I couldn't say it. But then when I said Jesus, woke up. If I believe anybody has a fucking demon in them, oh, it's Dennis. <laughs> Yo. Because he'll text, he'll text me in, in the morning on some crazy shit. Random times in the morning, like, right? my mom just came in and fucking everything in the room was shaking and she fucking prayed and everything stopped. How fuck? Like, middle what? of the night. Middle of the night. What? So, all right. So, this is another one. And I trust your mom 100%. Yeah, no. She never makes some shit up. She no, fucking, no. She's you know, Yeah. No. So, this is one. So, all right. Let me start from the beginning. First of all, my fucking camera's not even recording. <laughs> We're sitting there with a closed camera this whole time. Um. Anyways. Did it? No. <laughs> this is not even recording. Yo, we're fucking awesome. That's honestly so funny. Is it? It's working? Oh, alright, fuck it. Maybe it's just after a while, I don't know. 
So anyways, going back to that John Ramirez video I, mm. I sent you guys. This guy was a devil worshiper. Spoke to the devil in human form. The devil would come to him and tell him what missions to carry out. And this guy would have people killed. And you could watch his whole testimony on YouTube. And in the end of it, for some reason something overcame me. It like made me realize like to get away. I, I was doing. I do a lot of bad, stupid shit, which I'm not gonna say on here what I do. But it's a lot of bad and stupid shit, which is I know is not good. Um. So I after that video, after watching that, I decided I prayed that night, and I asked God or I asked Jesus to forgive me, and I tried to turn away from all of that, and I told every evil thing and every like temptation to be gone. Then I started having really bad dreams. I broke my leg. And then the weekend after, I'm sleeping in my parents' house in Staten Island. It's about 7.50 in the morning. Nobody was home because my mom and sister took my brother to school. And my dad was at work. I'm knocked out unconscious in my bed. All of a sudden, I hear this fucking loud bang. Sound. I thought someone broke my window, bro. I thought someone threw a fucking stone through my window. I, I jumped out of bed instantly. I see my curtains rocking back and forth. Windows closed. I pull up the curtain. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Nothing happened. Nobody's around. No car in the driveway. Nothing. Nobody. I'm like, mom. I'm screaming, mom. Diana, my sister's name. Nobody's home. I'm like, what the fuck? I open my eyes. It's, I, you know, I see it's 7.50. I realize. I'm like, yo, nobody's home. What the fuck? And then I remember my, and then, but I was still like in a little bit of a daze, you know, because I jumped out of bed. And my curtain was rocking back and forth. I have, like, wooden curtains. Like, the actual, like, little sheets are wooden. So, it was like someone just fucking started smacking them. It was such a loud noise. It jumped me out of my sleep. I thought someone broke the window. So then, I call my mom. I'm like, yo, where are you? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm taking Gabriel to school. So I'm like, yo, can you come home real quick? And then I explain to her what happens. So, she's in my room. It's just me and her. And... My, I have my cable on top of my fireplace, and I look at it to tell the time. And I had just looked at it to tell the time, which was 7.50, to see what, what was going on. And never touch it. I don't turn on the TV. My lights never go out. My fireplace is always working. She comes in the room, and I, I'm, like, starting to shake a little bit right now. She comes in the room, and she's, <laughs> bro, she starts praying, because she said it's a demonic attack. She starts praying. And all of a sudden, you hear a little, like a little, doop. fucking cable goes out in the middle of her praying. Cable goes out, everything goes out instantly, bro. And that never happened once. And this was as I fucking denounced those evil things. She's saying you're under demonic attack. So those experiences, especially, and then learning more about sleep paralysis and all this other stuff, is leading me to believe. I and I, I firmly believe in it. Somebody asked, Do you believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus, I believe in the devil, I believe in demonic attacks and all this shit. I don't go vocal about it, but mm. I absolutely I absolutely do believe in it you based on now, my bud. experiences, yeah. huh? So you did now, bud. I have to Yo. second that that I have I have witnessed some crazy exorcisms. Some of the most wild things. I'm talking people that it were completely normal one second, you pray with them, and then they get up and freak out. Whatever's in the manifest physically, I, I, I can't even, I talk about it, I never forget it, this one guy smashed his head into, into glass. What? Cracked the glass, the glass went on the floor, he jumped on the floor, 
like a like a dog in church? No, no, not in church. In the deli. Really? And started rubbing his face on the glass. Was someone praying over him? His face. Yeah, I was praying with him. Yeah, wow. my friend was praying with him. The dude freaked out. He was he he was telling us this whole story. He was he was what what what's called satanic ritual abuse. He was offered up on an altar to Satan. Call oh that bath salts, yeah. So we shit in Miami. So he does drugs. Uh, we, we prayed with him, and then all, he just freaked out. Now they would say he's crazy, but real quick, can I just tell a story real quick? Because your yeah, story made me think of this. When I was younger, I would go like 19, 20 years old, 18, 19, 20. I would go to like abandoned mental hospitals oh with my, my friends. Oh my god! So yo, we I would some stories for yo, that. So we would always drive. I, I, I know I don't need to tell you guys this, but I just want to give you the disclaimer. This is the gospel truth. This, this <laughs> happened. So I remember we went to the Essex County Mental Hospital in New Jersey. It's like a, on, it's like it's in a weird New Jersey magazine. Yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh, I definitely gotta go here. Yeah. They have these underground morgues where they used to keep dead bodies. So I remember telling my boy, I was like, yo, my friend John, I was like, we gotta go to the Essex County Mental Hospital. We gotta get in the basement. We gotta go to these morgues. There's tunnels underneath all the buildings on the ground that takes you to all the different buildings. You go through these tunnels on the ground. But now it's it's heavily patrolled by police. The police drive through the ground, stuff like that. Yeah. So you have to park off the ground. You have to park somewhere like, you know, on, on residential block, and you have to walk there. You gotta there. hike. And you gotta hike, and you gotta go there at night. You got hop fences, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So me, my friend John, my friend Maria at the time, my friend John's girlfriend, Sarah, we all went together. So we finally locate the morgues. We took pictures down there. I still have some of the pictures. And I know deep down, like, I shouldn't be going. There were dead bodies here, and and I firmly believe that if you if you open up a door, if you open a door to these things, whether it be your eye gate, your ear gate, or you 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 allow these things to happen, like playing with an Ouija board, all these things, you you wind up making yourself susceptible to a demonic attack or for something to catch on to you. This is what like Christians will like like something to attach to you, like, quote unquote. It sounds mystical, it sounds spiritual, it sounds silly, but I think it happened to me. So we're in the morgue. And I remember we were in the hallway and we were walking. I'm like, yo, there were dead bodies on there. So we jump on oh, the dead idiot. body tables. I wouldn't oh. even do that. And we're taking pictures with dead bodies where it was absolutely ridiculous. Take it outside <laughs> to see, bro. <laughs> so we get out in the hallway and I firmly believe till this day that my friend Maria said to me, I'm coming home with you tonight. Hey. She said to me, I'm coming home with you tonight. So I turn and I look at her and I was like, well, yeah, obviously. How are you going to get home? And she goes, what? And I was like, of course you're coming home with me tonight. Like, how are you going to get home? She's like, what are you talking about? No. And I was like, you just said you're coming home with me tonight. And she's she's like, a succubus. Yeah, right? She was, imagine. <laughs> imagine that. She goes, I, I never said that. And I was like, like Maria. I guess she did. She's like, no, I never said that. And I was like, all right, whatever. Maybe I heard wrong, whatever the case may be. But I, I, I know I heard, and I thought it sounded like her. Mm-hmm. I'm coming home with you tonight. Oh my That's fucked. I just got chills. I walk, I'll never forget it, I walked in my basement door, I go in the house, my mom was in London, England at the time, she was at some prayer convention in London, England. I go to get in bed, I get in bed, all of a sudden, I, unbelievable, intense fear comes over me, I never felt anything like it in my life. I know exactly what you mean. um, I'm not a very good flyer, when when I have to get on a plane, I get these panic attacks, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was what it felt like, in bed, came out of nowhere. That's all Turn the lights on. I'm like, this is crazy. Something's wrong. I don't, I don't know what's going on right now. It was 3.45 in the morning. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay awake, and I'm going to wait until the sun comes up, and then I'm going to go to bed. Because for some reason, demons only come at night. 
You ever notice that? That's they only exactly. come, so you just broke they only night. come oh at night. God. So I just break night, wait for the sun to come up, go to sleep. The next night, I'm hearing cats meow. I'm like, cats? I'm like, what? what's going on? I get out of bed, and every time I would look somewhere, I would look at the edge of my bed, I would see, like, the tail of a cat go right behind it. What looked like the tail of a cat. I'm like, is my eyes playing tricks on me? Like, this sounds made up, right? It sounds, it sounds absolutely crazy what I'm saying. Hearing cats meow. Hearing, feeling the jolting to get out of bed. Hearing people walking around my bed as I'm sleeping. Feeling footsteps. Oh, that, 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 that feeling when you know, like, when you know that a TV's on. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, stuff like that. It's like a hum. Yeah, yeah it's like a hum. I'm like, what is this? I'm picking up on weird frequencies. Can't sleep for another day. Next night, can't sleep. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I wind up calling my mom on London time. I forgot whatever the time was. I wind up calling her. I was like, Ma, did something stupid. I went to a mental hospital. I was hanging out in a morgue. I think something came home with me. She was like, of course it did, you idiot. Why would you do that? I was like, I need you to pray. Something's wrong. She prayed. It went away. Never came back. No cats meowing. No humming. No people walking around at bed. And no sleep paralysis. I think the moral of this podcast is just going to be the little pussies and call our moms. <laughs> just call our moms when we need prayer. Mom, yeah. <laughs> two real, two things real quick. I want to give a shout out to my boy John Almeida. He fucking wrote in a question. One of them was, um, where do we all stand on religion? I'm pretty sure we answered that right. pretty in fucking depth. Right. But uh, the other thing too is I've never had any experiences even remotely like. Mm. Nothing like nothing even strange like nothing That's moving. That's what blows my mind. No weird. No yeah, but at the same time, does it? Like think about how I fucking react anytime well, I don't give to a bed. fuck. I'm just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah we got shit to do. We got shit to right. do. It's literally become like just my fucking catchphrase at this point. It's like whenever things go wrong and get fucked up and they're getting crazy, it's like ah, alright. Got shit to do. Yeah, like, you see me get pissed for a second and be like, alright, whatever. Yeah. Right. What do you think to that? Cause the camera doesn't see it and people don't know, but this motherfucker. <laughs> has a table to the left of us that he turned into a Ouija board. He handmade the shit and played on it. Supposedly, that's like one of the most demonic things. This is like six years ago. Yeah, and what? Can I say the thing with the... We got cut? No. I can't say that? Nah, chill. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, Good thing that. I asked for us. No, <laughs> we got a like, lot of things we cannot out. talk about. <laughs> like, what? When you got cut? No, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not talking about that. Well, well shit like that. That I don't understand. You do. No, it goes back to, first off, that I do. Let's not... That, let, right, no, that, let's cut... No, 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 no. no just right. fuck... No, no, no. Uh, I didn't do anything. Expl- all right, clear it up. I didn't cut myself or no, anything No, no, like you that. didn't cut yourself. I'm not telling the story. All right. Anyway, this goes back to <laughs> me always having... Like, I always loved heavy metal. I always loved fucking horror movies and shit like that. Like, I've always just been obsessed with that kind of imagery. Mm-hmm. If I see a shirt with a Ouija board on it, I'm buying it. Like, I got one. I got one that says I'm buying it. And it literally says, I've come to do the devil's work. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I made a t-shirt that looks like that and it's got nothing to do with actual Satanism just right. just the dumb shit I've always been fucking attracted to I've always right. been like oh that's cool looking artwork you know what I mean to me that's all I see though it's just a piece of artwork that's it you fucking emo goth wearing all black look so, at you meanwhile I'm, I'm the most emo person <laughs> ever ever walking around tears I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say that if you do any of these things that you're guaranteed to have some sort of supernatural experience or anything like that because I, I mean at the end of the day I mean I I don't, I don't think that anything guarantees that you're going to have one of these experiences and whatnot. Maybe you will have one in the future. Maybe you won't. Um, I, know, I just know that I've had them. You know, right. and I've had these experiences. They're, they're very, very strange. And the fact that I've never had one doesn't make me not believe in anything. You know, right. Again, I'm completely open. I wasn't there when the shit happened to you. I don't know. I'm not saying... I don't take either of you fucking liars. You right. Know? What the fuck did you just call me? A liar. <laughs> I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> My favorite thing... About Dennis, especially with this shit, is his 
genuine fear. Just the genuine oh fear God. of the supernatural. I am such a pussy, bro. I remember I had to go to Mike's house because I could not sleep at night. Remember this yeah. shit? I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I'd be up till 3 in the fucking morning. I just felt like there was something in my room fucking with me. Just for whatever reason. <laughs> Yo, he had, he'd tell me some stories. Some crazy Dreams. shit. Dreams. He'd yeah. wake up with physical marks on his body. Like, oh, yep. Fuck, I got bro. bit by a snake. I had sn- a snake bite on my hand. You have to tell fuck. that story. All right. With your little brother. Oh, shit. Right. For, all right, so. I think he's on the Yeah, so I had a dream one time. And this, this really blows my fucking mind. I had a dream one time. It was nighttime. And I'm walking on land barefoot, and there was, like, some rocks next to me. It was kind of like a border, you know, like at the beach. And then to the right of the rocks was the sand. So I had to jump on. T- it was like this, the rocks disconnected the sand from the actual land, you know. So I'm on the land walking on the grass, and I had to cross onto the rocks to get onto the sand for whatever reason. And I remember looking at the rocks, and I'm like, there's a snake in there. But I was barefoot. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get bit. Snakes. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to get bit. So I, I step, and a fucking black snake comes, and I stepped on it by accident, and then I'm like, fuck, a snake, and it jumps, and it bites me in my left hand. And then I remember the fucking pain, I'm like, fuck. And I, I, like, I grabbed it, and I stuck it in more so it wouldn't get out, oh. and I fucking twisted it and ripped it, ripped its head, like, ripped its body from its head. And then I pulled the head out with the fangs. And I'm like, fuck, I got bit by a snake. So I'm trying to, and I remember hopping in the car, trying to type in the GPS, like hospital, and I don't know where the fuck I was. I'm trying to drive, and the GPS keeps, like, fucking just my, like, the little pinpoint thing from where I am would just move to the next block. And it was like something was fucking with me. And I'm like, and I can't fucking get good. I'm like, fuck. So somehow I wake up. I snap out of it. I wake up. I'm like, yo, I'm so days and throwing off and this is right before I was going to church on a Sunday morning and I go upstairs and I'm eating breakfast and I'm just like still so confused and like I'm, I'm not I'm like still out of it kind of like still like sleepy still there so I'm like yo I just had the and I'm like my mom brother and my my little brother Gabriel and my mom are in the kitchen with me and I'm like yo I had the craziest dream last night I was like, I got bit by and then my brother goes a snake oh, cuts me off God. it's crazy I drop my fork, I drop my cup, I'm like drinking. I'm like, wait, what? He goes, you got bit by a snake in your dream. I'm like, Gabriel, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, did I tell you? He was like, no, you didn't say anything. And I'm asking, I asked my mom, I'm like, yo, did I tell you guys this already? Because I was like, I'm still like kind of sleepy. She was like, no. And I'm like, Gabriel, how'd you know that? He goes, I don't know, it was just in my head. Then he comes to church. And he's got these two little marks, these yeah. two little dots. Get the, the fuck they're, out. Yeah, they're gone now. They're gone now. I showed my mom. I was like, Mom, exactly he had a dream. where the he snake got bit, bit by me. a snake, and and he's got marks on. Two little, it looked like two little fang marks right in my hand. I mean, I'm very skeptical too. I always run like like you I'm know, faith without reason is not a reasonable faith. It's a you know physical what I mean? like, mark, bro. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm, I'm, I'm not even sitting here saying like I don't fucking believe. I'm sitting here thinking about anyone listening and being like, oh, these fucking idiots. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna think we're fucking idiots. It's it is what it is. It's been a pleasure doing yeah, it. Yeah, all right, guys. This it's might been be real. the end of the fucking yeah. podcast in general. This is it. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I'm locked up in the loony bin. Someone's going to call on me. Like, uh, tennis no, but, fucking off. Yeah, no, but and I don't do drugs. I don't fucking... This is, I swear to God, the God's honest truth. Like, nothing's made up. I, you know... You guys know. I tell shit like it is. But yeah, but it's fucking, like, a physical fucking mark on my hand, bro. Right? And I didn't realize it. It's fucking I realized it after my brother said that, and I picked up the cup with my... I was eating... I eat with my right hand. 
and I picked up the cup with my left, and I raised the cup to drink, and I just see these, I'm like, yo, wait, what the fuck is that? And I look, exactly where I got bit, it looked like two fang marks, exactly so where it was. You see, now, my mom has a, um, a book, like a book on, like, spiritual, like, symbolism and things like that, and I don't read too much into this, but I did read the book, and there are certain things with, like, sides of your body, if you continue to get hurt on a certain side of your body, or this, that, and the third, and I just thought about your leg, isn't mm-hmm. it your left leg that yeah. got hurt? Yeah, yeah, You got hurt his leg twice. Right. Like, right. My left shoulder. Left shoulder. He's got like, a fucking lopsided demon in him. Alright, he got a <laughs> <laughs> lopsided demon! <laughs> You got his hand leg. bit, the left hand bit. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of, I don't know. It it's is weird, ironic. Actually, it's yeah. a shitty demon in him. It's fucking got a bum leg. It's <laughs> Oh, God. But I would, I would be interested in, like, the psychological implications of that. Like, what did we... You know how, like, they do, like, dream I'm, studies on... Yeah. Like, I'd be, I'd be interested in that, yeah, too. I, me, not, too. Not even discounting the religious side of it or the... No, I mean, I want to know side. the fucking truth, bro. That's like, amazing. how the... F- what I don't get is how the fuck... What I have in the dream... And I, I kind of forgot about it. From the time that I woke up and the time that I went upstairs to eat. And it just, like, it, it started coming back to me because I was so out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was weird. I was still kind of, like, in a dream state. And then the physical fucking manifestation on my hand that is, strange. is what That's is what bugged me out. And what fucked That's me right. up was my brother knowing. saying, just knowing it. And he's saying, I just saw it in my head. And I would have freaked the fuck out if I was in the room. Bro, I I was bugging out. I stopped eating. I looked at my mom like, Mom, what the fuck is this? And thank God we were going to church because I would have lost my fucking mind. And I had had to tell Mike and his mom. Yeah, it was kind of like They prayed over me. Like, it was fucking, it was insane. And another thing I remember when I was with my ex, and she played with Ouija boards when she was a kid. Um, You know, and I don't know what types of, I don't know what else she did with that kind of shit. Maybe like her family the brujeria or whatever because mm-hmm. she's Cuban, um, but I remember like I would stay at her house up in her room, and like at night she would always say like she'd hear fucking scratching in the walls, banging, rattling, and she'd wake up with all these marks and bruises and scratches and shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I I just I left her right before she went to sleep, and then I see her right in the morning. So it was like I'd see her last thing before I went to bed, and then first thing in the morning I'd go see her some days, you know? And she'd wake up with fucking bruises and cuts. I'm like, yo, what? how is that possible? And she's like, yo, I don't know. I just wake up with this shit. Like, I hear the stuff in my room. And then when I'd be in there, sometimes, like, let's say she'd go to the bathroom or go downstairs, and I'd be in there by myself, and this intense pressure would come over me, and, like, this weird energy. And I, I, it felt so tangible. I could feel the shit. And then like, there would be times like her fucking, nobody would be home. We'd be upstairs in the room, her fucking stove would turn on out of nowhere. Like, we'd hear shit downstairs. It's just weird shit, bro. Weird shit. That's so, right. I've literally never had anything even remotely close to this shit happen to me. At all. Like, nothing I can even think of. My mom actually tells a story about when I was younger. It was right after my grandfather passed away. I was like four years old. And um, we had just moved into the house that my mother grew up in, where they lived. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in my grandfather's den. It was like his room. It was right after he died. And I was sitting there playing. And my mother heard me talking to someone. So she comes inside and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she keeps seeing me turn back at my grandfather's chair. Really? Yeah. And talking to him as if he was in the room. Not like... You know what I mean? Wow. So I was like, very maybe, interesting. Maybe that was a fucking experience, but I don't remember it. You know what I mean? 
to fucking what's supposed well, to hang out. Aren't kids more, like, very open to the spiritual world and realm and say. everything? Yeah, I guess because they're so innocent. I mean, but is there any way to really fucking... Because there's it, really no way to know. No. It's, it's very hard to, to know, unless, like, there's some way of specifying, like, a kid may know something about someone, like, oh, I saw so-and-so wearing a shirt that right. was, it's like, but he's been dead for blah 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 but he did have that shirt you know he's been oh, dead for so yeah. long but he did have that shirt maybe something like there's that there's no way to fucking even like test a kid like that without yeah. traumatizing the shit out of him right right not even worth it I actually got two other questions that uh they kind of go hand in hand a little bit yeah yeah one of them was do you think there's a cap slash limit on mental solitude meaning uh does one reach the pinnacle of mental solitude or is it limitless until one's death? I think they use solitude wrong. I think they're talking about peace because solitude means like alone. Right, Yo, right. is that door open, bro? Why is that shit in there? Oh my god, bro. Bro, close yeah, the fucking door, please. Close the door for me. See, we're doing it again. You just got your live moment there of dance shooting his pants. I'm looking at the fucking... You see the reflection of the light? Yeah. I just see the shit moving. Yeah, door's open a little bit. This is not... Made up. This is fucking. Kid, kid could do like a spinning head kick <laughs> right. and kill somebody. Oh, like... you can't punch no demon. <laughs> no, he <laughs> says me after. He goes, bro, go check the fucking go door. Go check the door. Like I'm the fucking idiot who's got to jump in front of the, the <laughs> demonic bullets for this kid. I told him the story how we were in the club in AC last time, and I park on the fucking top of the couch. I finally get a spot. It was wall to wall. I'm sitting down. He comes in, like slides in, he nestles in, and he goes. Feel safe over here with you. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking what about? You talking about that? <laughs> I love them. <laughs> you could kill somebody. Like, you're a professional fighter. But the uh, the other question was it was just a statement. Spiritual ego traps. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, because spiritual ego traps is like something like when you start getting into a religion or astrology or whatever the fuck it is. You think all of a sudden because you have a little bit of knowledge in it, now all of a sudden like, right. you've hit your peak. You know, like now you know everything there is to know about it now you're a fucking guru like you see that shit a lot it's ridiculous do you see that in church yeah you know, I think it's called a religious spirit yeah. I think it's what a religious spirit like if you if you ever look at um like Pharisees in the Old Testament mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm sorry Pharisees in the New Testament Jesus always has it out with the religious order of the day mm-hmm. and they always kind of hold to that same standard almost maybe, maybe it's a little bit different but this, just this idea, like, well, we've arrived, like, we have the law, like, mm. we know this. So, like, I guess just this, it's just this overall, like, religious um, connotation that certainty. people just carry. With, yeah, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I would call it certainty. Certainty, yes, but not, but more, more so, like, certainty regarding, like, the law, mm-hmm. like, the rules, right. or like, you know what I mean, like, like what's actually written in the book, right. But does that does that make sense? Yeah, like they latch on to that little bit of what it is, and th- the way that I think that that ties into the other question about um, being like a cap on you know your potential or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I do think there's a cap on people's potential. The same way you said about the, yeah. uh, the thing about truth, how you're not a black guy, you're Caucasian man, right? right? Like I'm never gonna fucking dunk a basketball. I could train <laughs> the exact. That was so fucking stereotypical. No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm a fucking six right. foot tall white guy. I'm not dumping, dunking a fucking basketball. It's not happening. No, I'm right there with I you. could have trained the exact same amount of time that Dennis did, and I wouldn't have been able to be capable of what the fuck he's capable of. It's just not happening. So I think that mentally and emotionally... I'm not black. I didn't say you could dunk a basketball, you fucking idiot. Oh, my But I think mentally and emotionally that people have a cap as well. I think that 
everybody's got a different ceiling. You know, nobody wants to be the dummy in the room. Nobody wants to be the fool. No one wants to think that they're the ones who are the fucking, you know, the masses or the the majority. Everyone, who do you, who do you think the majority is? It's fucking all of us. Is that yeah. your bullshit camera again? I heard something. Be- I'll kick the fucking thing right off the stand. Yo, but fucking bottle cap challenge with the camera. Camera kick challenge. Oh. Kick it off the fucking the spin. Yo, what there's we- there's lightning striking outside. I really hope it's getting caught on camera. No, I just see it's like I see a flash, Behind but you, I'm con- really, yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> fucking convinced! I'll bet money on this. If Mike starts praying right now, and we get raining? into the zone. No, we'll fucking get the lightning will strike right here. Do you have a tree by you? You're crazy! Come on. Yeah, bro, there's a tree back there, a tree back there, and I don't want to falling on my house or screen. So, <laughs> right, so there's only can't pray. Yeah, because this, yeah. this is the only fucking podcast studio we have at the moment. <laughs> oh, I wish. Don't need that shit in my life. Wait, real quick, what was the question about the solitude? Um, um let's see. It was. Do you think there's a cap or limit on mental solitude? Mean, uh, like meaning, like mental peace. Yeah, I think they just used the word solitude wrong. I think they meant like mental peace or growth or whatever the fuck it is. No, I don't think that there should be a fucking. I don't even think there should be a, a peak, even if you are able to go and continue and seeking. Like to me, it's all about the journey. Like my journey's end when I'm dead. That's it. Like the day you stop right. growing is the day you die. You know what I mean? How do you feel yeah. about it? How do you I think? I don't even know how to answer that question. Right? It's. I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what he was trying to ask, or she was I, trying to ask. I don't think everybody's capable of it. I don't think everybody's capable of growing to a certain limits. Like. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of just live by the just take it day by day principle. Right. You know. I'm not gonna write the fucking greatest love ballad that's ever been written. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, I, I don't think that spirituality works like that. I'm not sure it's like that you reach this limit. It's like, oh, well, now I, I finally achieved I this. I don't know if they necessarily mean spirituality, though. I mean, just like maybe just knowledge peace. or peace or, you know, like, is there a fucking, is there a final destination of happiness, let's say? I think when I get to heaven, to me, yeah. I don't know if you ever, if you ever really achieve that state of nirvana. Yeah. So, like, as a Hindu would say on Earth, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there's a happy place. Yeah, so long as you're living in the skin suit, I don't, I don't think that there is. But most people do have that idea of a happy place. Most people, it sounds stereotypical, but like everyone kind of wants the, the wife and the kids and two car garage with the mm-hmm. fucking picket fence. You know, like that's I think when most people feel like they can kick back and that's it. You know, like, that's yeah. Their happy place. Uh, you know what? It's it's so funny, right? But that's their ceiling. Right. I agree. And, and that's I think okay. Yeah, I, I do I do think that it's it's scary and superficial though because that when the rug gets pulled out from under you and the poop hits the fan, mm-hmm. what do you rely on? Because now that 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 finite item that you created, in your, the finite idea that you Cold created in shit your head, poop. that's why yeah. I'm laughing. <laughs> now what? Like now what do you do? Before Jesus died, he's talking to his disciples and he says to Peter, um, he says to him. Peter, Satan has asked for you by name that he may sift you like wheat. But Jesus tells Peter, he goes, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail you. And that that verse always struck me. It's one of my favorite verses in scripture because you got to imagine Jesus, probably the greatest intercessor, like the greatest prayer. Mm Mm-hmm. I never walked the face of the planet. He's so he met you, motherfucker. No, I don't know about that. But he's, 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 he's praying for Peter. And he says, but, like, the devil's coming after you. And he's, he's asked for you. Like, you by name. Like, he's coming to kill you. He wants to take you out. But I prayed for you. He says that your faith would not fail you. He didn't say, I prayed for you, Peter, that your marriage wouldn't fail you. Mm-hmm. He said, I didn't pray that you wouldn't have an economic fallout and that you keep your job. 
He said, I didn't pray that your gift wouldn't fail you. He said, I prayed that your faith would not fail you. Fucking damn it, You know what I mean? Like, that your faith would not fail you. Um, so it shows that you're going to deal with adversity, that there's going to be hardship in life, and that the most important thing that's going to make you finish the race, that's going to make you get to the end of the round, that's going to make you hear the bell, mm-hmm. is your faith. He was, he was putting a, a very high premium on faith. Um, so as far as um, creating these ideas, like you were saying, or these, these, these subjective notions of, I guess, happy, place. happy places, or like, like this... Finish line. Yeah, this, this finish line, whatever it is, I don't think that you get there until, until, until you see the Lord. And that's what I think Jesus was telling Peter, Peter, like, I pray that your faith would not fail you, so that you would make it to the end of the line, that you, your faith would be the catalyst that gets you to the happy place, which would be in the afterlife with him. How do you feel about it? you think everybody's got a cap? think people have a fucking different level of what they can achieve? I think it really just depends on the person, man, how much, how much they want to believe. I don't just mean faith. I mean, like, in fucking just in growth. Just just human um, growth, like I think no, I think everyone, everyone's potential is unlimited. It's just really how much they believe. Think so? I think so. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I know a lot of fucking people, people we know personally that you talk to them, and they're fucking. Then they're only getting to a certain point. I think that's really on them, though. Like, what? What's the difference between me and them, or me and you, or me and Capability. Mike? Capability. Same way I said, like I'm not gonna be able to dunk a fucking basketball. I think people have. A different level of... So what, what type of cap are you talking about? Like spiritual, mental, all physical? Of all of it. Like I think people... Like I have a different mental cap than this person. They have different... Like I'm never going to be able to learn fucking astrophysics. Why not? Well I guess... Uh, not, but it, are we talking register. about like spiritually? No, no. Just no, in general. Just, oh, just in general. In general. Oh, like in general. Just yes. Emotional intelligence. Whatever, yeah, whatever on a purely scientific level I think that you just have... You have a genetic potential. Right. And once you reach that like physically, emotionally, mentally... I mean, emotionally, I think you could always choose, right? Like, there's always this idea, like, yeah. well, I could become a wiser person. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? But but who the fuck does that? I think, because now that factors into what I call people's personal law of physics. It's the way that the world operates to them. Like, they think the world, like, there's rules to the world, and it's usually based on their, whatever their fucking genetic makeup is, whatever their brain wiring is, mixed with exposure to certain things, mixed with their experiences. So that's how they come to... And everyone's is different. Right. You know what I mean? So it's... I do think that you do have a cap. The same way that you inherit certain traits from your parents and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, like, just the same yeah. way that biology works, I think it does with the brain, yeah. too. Even well, the ability... Right. Oh, sorry. No, I was no. just saying that sense, and yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Even the way that your ability to process knowledge. Like, people say that 100%. knowledge is power, but if you don't know how to appropriate the knowledge, no. what are you going to do? Dude, I didn't know that I was dyslexic until fucking, like, recently. When I heard someone explaining how they found out they were dyslexic with math, I do I cannot do math to save my life. You could really? show me it a million yeah, I'm the times, same way. and I just cannot absorb it. And I would fail every test because I couldn't show the work on the paper. I would get to the answer, and the answer would be correct, and I couldn't show it on paper because I had to devise my own way of fucking doing really? it. Yeah, and I still have a problem with numbers. Like In my day job, I have to read these six-digit uh, numbers, and i got to really focus on them just to fucking read them because they really? jump around. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I know. So that's, you know, it's one of my caps. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Meanwhile, you have somebody who could put into equation what a fucking lightning bolt is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's different, though. That's a physical cap. But that I agree with. Right. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. yeah, but is that a physical cap? It's a mental cap. It's my brain. 
Yeah, could be. It, it, I guess. Yeah. I guess it could just be. Whereas that. someone's is going to be much higher, and someone yeah. else's is going to be much lower. Now, can I break through that? Probably with a shitload of work. It's going to be mm-hmm. insanely fucking hard because now I have to figure out how to learn how to do math with dyslexia and learning formulas in a way. You know, like right, it's yeah. going to take an intense amount of work. Yeah, like even I, there are certain things like and I. I, I don't want to dig too deep into this. I might sound crazy. How much time do you have, by the way? As much, much as you want. Yeah, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd set this another, stupid fucking camera. I'd yeah. stay here for another two hours. I'm, just, I'm loving this. There's no... Like, like for instance, I will never be in a position where, like, somebody could disrespect my mom and I wouldn't want to, like, emotionally just rip their head off the oh, shoulder. Yeah. Right? Like, that'll, like, that'll never change. Mm-hmm. Like, I will always want to kill them. But my ability to choose to not kill them could change over time. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I could bring myself or train myself or bring myself to a place where, like, while the emotion will never go away... Wait, like, you're all zen about it, then. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to fucking kill them. Exactly. But, but my ability to choose differently could change. But see, you have the self-awareness to understand that you even have that choice where most people don't. Well, some people don't, exactly. And that goes back to comfort zones. Yeah. People want to kind of be... They want yes-men around them. They want people who are just right. going to reaffirm whatever the fuck they think. Like, that's another thing that we're super lucky about is like our group, our fucking core, our team, yeah. isn't that? We'll call each other the fuck out. Yeah. Like, That's in, the way it has to be. Anywhere Absolutely. else, like I'll fucking stab you for somebody. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. but if I see you doing something, I'm like yo, then it's like fucking chill out. Yeah. Same thing with me. Like he'll be like yo, check it. You know, like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. Yo, check no. me. That's what I love about our whole, our whole yeah, fucking group. You need the yeah. accountability for that. Yeah. Getting away from the spirituality and shit. Do you have any other questions that you wanted to hit that were oh, spirituality related or anything like that? Uh, I had one that was a little. Is someone a demon if they're not a good human? <laughs> do they have the devil inside them? So now I don't know really. I mean, th- these are so I, like, I don't. They're so vague. I appreciate that they're asking us questions that they think we would have an authority on. Yeah. I've no. seen Christians, okay, who I know, if they died, right now, I firmly believe, they would they would go to heaven and be with the Lord. Really? Yeah, and these people are crazy and do horrific things and they're christians you know like everybody's broken so mm-hmm. like you know you know what i'm saying like to say like that's that's well, another did, thing did too. you have a demon that lives like, i mean you know what i mean like i'm not saying that it's a poorly asked question i'm just saying like your dream is fucking someone else's nightmare right like like people are human beings i think that they make they make bad decisions the mm-hmm. bible says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god like you all suck equally right you know yeah, so you all need god i don't i don't think anyone who's bad is a demon i mean do i think someone who's zero kill is a demon i don't fucking know i don't know what a demon is to answer yeah, right. that but maybe they would be if there is a a demon or whatever it is they're going to be most likely yeah. the physical embodiment someone that, may be oppressed that by evil. demons or, yeah but mm-hmm. they're not demons like you know demons don't have physical form or even if they are if anyone's going to be it it's going to be a fucking serial killer or some right. sort of like, Ted know? Bundy like yeah, I don't think shit. some just regular person off the street is just a shit person so what do you think like people who hear voices and shit like the crackheads in, in uh, right. the city I don't know now you're just getting into too much fucking oh boy Whoa. The, the wind is picking up the it's door just serious. closed. Yeah. I would fucking hate, seriously, if we have to end this podcast at some point because of the fucking rain. Or that just sucks so bad. Oh, what the fuck, bro? See, now Dennis, Dennis is getting scared. Yeah, Dennis is getting scared. Is this, yeah, but this isn't just coincidence. It was no, because I read the weather an hour ago. No, 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 no. And it said possible thunderstorms? Possible. But what's that have to do with the fucking door closing? Yo! Oh, bro, that like, better be on camera. Crazy, that bro. better be on fucking camera. Dude. You saw that? Yeah, you yeah, saw the bolt? That. that was I saw that. sick. I saw that. That was Dude, I don't know why I see lightning and I just think God's flexing. Like, <laughs> just, like, just, yeah. 
showing off a lot of homes. Like, yeah. this is, that's scary so. stuff. Yo, can we announce uh, your fight? Can, are we allowed to? Yeah, let's go, man. Yo, S- tell us, tell us. September 13th, baby. Tropicana in Atlantic City. And your opponent signed? Well, it's got a strong with a weed, bro. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those Someone's Someone's smoking. Yeah, some stupid motherfucker signed the contract because I'm knocking his ass out. He's definitely dumb. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I'm fucking coming for this one. Now, this is the longest we've gone without you being in training camp. And I say we because the stress on me during training camp just being your bitch for fucking (laughs) two months. Don't put it like that. No, no. You're my my right-hand man. I I do. do, My my goal is to do as much as I can to keep you completely focused on the fight and nothing else. And you do a great job. I try, brother. I'm I'm, not... I'm learning as I go. I'm not doing too bad for a fucking high school dropout. I feel <laughs> like your love alone for him, without skill, you're just your love alone can carry him to the next the next place. I, would, I fucking hope season. so. Yeah. I really, I could. You know what? The and you have the is, skill too to go along I, with I, that. I'm just. I can't do this the way I do it for you for other yeah, people. I, I legitimately it. can't. I couldn't do it for other people on the team. I think that's what's so special about just. With, I don't want to like uh, get too crazy about myself, but like just with my situation in general, like the support I have and the way it's insane. and this and going back to like the whole God thing, I just think God put all these certain people in my life at this certain time. 100%. And what's that called? Divine appointment. Divine appointment. Yeah. At this most perfect time that like, it, this you can't make this shit up. Like this could a book can be written about the way I met you guys and other people sure. in certain ways and the way things just lined up. Sure. Like the whole, a great story. Yeah, like the whole Chris Weidman's dad thing telling me about church and then one Sunday for some, like the next Sunday for some reason I'm like, alright, I'll go. And then it ends up being Mike speaking. And then Mike's been the most influential fucking figure in my spiritual life. Right. You know, so it's just, right. it's just unbelievable how the things work out. So I'll, I'll say it so you don't have to blow yourself about it. This kid fights and he had people who the day they got their passports, their citizenship, oh, in, it's amazing. in another country, not in here. another continent, bro. Another continent. I know. Jumped on an airplane. The they fucking bought their plane tickets the day they got the passport and citizenship, so that they can come to this kid's fight. Dude, flight. we're at Trap. I'm there with Rich. We're sitting there, and I and I told Rich, I was like, "You watch when this kid comes out. Watch." Watch how crazy the people The place go. 400 shakes. people. Yeah. It shakes. They get up, they stand up, they're screaming, they're going nuts. I'm like, Dennis, these people, people <laughs> love you. The energy's insane. And this kid's skipping to the fucking cage. And He's literally just <laughs> fucking cool and as... Just so you know, when you're going to fight, I'm so locked in when you're going to fight. Your last fight, I... This is no lie. You can ask Rich. I didn't eat for 38 hours. Really? I fasted really? and prayed for 38 wow. hours I fasted. The whole time at Tropicana. Wow. Oh, it's right. It's right. He only had the drinks. We we're not eating. Yeah. Oh. Eat. I wouldn't eat. I refuse to eat food. I said I'm I fasting that. food until he wins this fight. That's insane. Wow. We're not eating. Fasting to pray. And see, the 15 minutes you get in the cage are the worst fucking 15 minutes. Dude, I of can't my life. breathe. I'm sick. When you get <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sick. <laughs> can't I'm breathe. Sick. Sorry, guys. Terrific. Because I told the story once before. I'm gonna tell it again. Fucking, I don't give a shit. And 24 hours before, I'm in a fucking sauna, fully clothed, with this kid, with 10 minutes to go, scraping sweat off of him with a fucking credit, credit card. Like, I love this kid more than I could put into fucking words then I gotta go watch him by himself into a cage throw fist with somebody else worst fucking feeling ever I hate it I hate it's, it it's terrifying it's like watching your your, your kid yeah. like go off the it's just fucking it's, I hate yeah. that helpless I hate it I fucking hate it I know you feel it when Al fights oh man yeah. oh man yeah. alright I think we're gonna have to fucking wrap this nah, up nah fuck that yeah, keep going, even the rain. it feels really good yeah. it does, it does feel, feel really good but it's gonna sound like shit 
Nah, I don't If they're willing so. to bear with us, I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. We're recording no matter yeah, what. Let's keep it going. Them, we, we soldiers, bro. We soldier on. Alright, so some bullshit fucking dork signed the contract to fight this kid. September 13th, Tropicana, Ring of Combat. Friday night, and on he's getting fucking slept. And you know why? Not to not to talk shit, because I don't, I don't really talk shit. I just say it like it is. It is. But. Preach! Preach. I got hurt, and I missed... I missed some fights, and I missed so many opportunities, and I had to go, I got, I was at a really low point, and I had to battle with myself, and with my health, and with my mental state, to rise through that, and I had, thank God, Mike, and you, and my family, and some of my team there to help me, and it was such a battle with myself, that now that I rose out of it, I'd say about a week ago I got out of it, now I'm, I'm a different type of, just... I'm just a different type of energy now. Not even human being, not not fighter. I'm just a different type of spirit. And, and, I, and I've been watching him the last five months, man. He's been pacing on the fucking sidelines. You know, hungry as and fuck. I've been there I, with I've him. Been, I hit, I've been depressed. I've been fucking anxious, nervous, upset, angry. You know, everything bad. And now I'm finding that the shackles are off. Yep. You know? Uncaging the fucking beast. Yeah, the shackles are off. Now I can fucking go to war. I told him too. I prayed for him at church one day. I prayed for him at church one day, and and I was praying basically that his vision, that while he was in this place where he came in on crutches, mm-hmm. where he was sidelined, that this would be a time where you can refine your vision, right. like refine the vision, right. like recultivate it, go back to the drawing board, not physically, mentally and emotionally. Right. Let's go back there, because vision will determines discipline. You always say that, right? Vision yes. determines discipline. Right. Vision plus discipline equals destiny. That's what's going to take you to the next place, and you can see now, like now the chains are off. Now you're back on the field, now and now it's like the vision. I got it all together. Now I'm disciplined again. I'm right. ready to focus. I'm ready to kill it. And I can just tell you, and I'm not saying this to freak your opponent out. I mean, you know, oh, God bless his, him. Fuck his opponent. I'm just saying, I trained with him in the gym multiple times while he was hurt with a broken leg. And I can tell you right now that if he would have gotten the octagon, that nobody would have known the difference. Nobody would have known the difference. His punches were snapping. His jab and his left hook were snapping. Snapping. I mean, when I when I when I say snap in terms yeah. of like pop, being pop. a fighter, yeah, like like the punch comes out mm-hmm. and it comes right back to the position that it started from, just as fast as it went out. Right. Okay. His movement was great. His head movement was great, and he was throwing kicks with a broken leg. With a broken leg. It's a little bit of an idiot. And I'm like, I'm like, like Dennis, can you do this? Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Can you do this? You sure? Yeah, I'll be all right. He was snapping. He definitely could have gotten an octagon. Even then, completely out of shape with a broken leg. I know he could have gotten the octagon. Could have gotten the octagon. And I got news for you: if the guy didn't make it to the second round, the fight would have been over in the first. Like, right. like he's he definitely had it. Listen, so now he's. I've seen the sparring footage that people aren't supposed to see that goes on in the gym, and this kid gives fucking he gives some high level talent some problems, man. I know. He's he's a fuck he's a problem. UFC You're the future of the sport. You know, I believe so. I believe so. I know um, so. And I got I, I it's because of the team that I have and it's and we you touched on this before that I don't really talk about. Um everyone works hard. Let's say I get to the UFC, I'm at that level. Everyone works hard. Everyone trains right, they they're tough, you know, they they're experienced. 
but the thing that I believe that I have that no one else does or very few do is that extra gear which is the belief in God yep and I think no matter what because of that I cannot be broken even if I get knocked the fuck out out cold humiliated worst knockout in UFC history I did not lose I am that's just another step in the transition like you told me that's meant to be you know and I go throughout my life saying this is not my plan this is God's plan and how the fuck how are you gonna stop God that's because and I'm not to interrupt you no. that's because you've embraced the idea that this is not a career this is a calling right that's, that's, that's not exactly, a career it's a exactly, what he's meant to do right? exactly to, to affect other people's lives and I always thought like it'll ha- it'll start happening when I'm like the UFC champion but it's happening now with man. certain people yeah and I don't tell them and I would like to tell them but it would just it would, I would sound stupid if I did tell them but I just I see it like with certain people, the way they act when I'm around, like they're different, and I see like the like the way they progress in certain ways. I'm just a fucking kid doing what I love, you know. But just that, and I see the way it's affected certain people, and that made me realize like I'm it's starting now, you know. And you've uh, you definitely had an influence on people. Listen, I say it all the time that if I didn't meet Dennis when I met him, I don't know where the fuck I'd be right now. I really yeah, don't. Sure. I was in a bad place, brother. I, you know, it I wouldn't know. have been wouldn't have been fucking good, and I hate to sound fucking corny about it, but Dennis gave me a purpose, and not just serving him, but a purpose in like, oh shit, I am capable of doing more. This is a kick in the ass. You know right. what I mean? And you start he, he kind of like that your relationship kind of brought a gift out in you that right. you may not have even right. realized. Right, it, it lit a fire. I never right. want to be a fucking manager ever. And then I got his ten year old brother calling the other night. <laughs> Yo, I'm so mad. So mad that we didn't turn the cameras on to this. This is the cutest thing ever. We're sitting in Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. His brother calls me. He goes, "Are you with John?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." And he's on speakerphone. And he goes, uh, "He goes, you gotta ask him a question. You gotta ask him seriously. Would he want to be my agent if I'm an actor?" Oh my god, bro, we were hysterical. <laughs> I, I could have cried. Normal. I could have cried. I love how he he's does the, the voice man. like he's a fucking gingerbread man yeah. in Shrek. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like coming through the phone. Just a little brother. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I'll do anything for you. I'd love to be your agent. It's hilarious. Then he's I go so home cute. and I'm looking at, I'm signing up for fucking courses to become an you agent. Become an agent yeah. for an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking up LA Film School. I'm like, oh shit, I can enroll in online classes. I got That's this. Amazing. That's so funny. Dude, you want to know what's funny too? What? Speaking of divine appointments, as the as the hail is banging on the roof of this place. <laughs> this is going to sound like shit, but I really don't care. I'm fine. I mean, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Look at your team. Look at the people around you. Hell yeah. Matt Serra, Ray Long, Ally Aquinta. Yeah. Al Jermaine Sterling. Al, Al Jermaine Sterling. Like, talking about, like, like you, look at the people who are around you. Like, how did that even happen? Some like, of the best of the best, what? man. Yeah, that, that's Think about thing. everything all together. Like, the culmination yeah. of your entire... Career, me, John, these guys, yeah. really you up and, to this and, point. And the New York sports, the, the sports science lab, yep, you know, Dr. Piazza. Science, right. It's just, it, like I said, it all happened. I want to say, I can't say coincidence, because it's not coincidence. Doors just opened. They exactly, and they came to me out of nowhere, and for some reason, something told me go this route, right. and then it, I would drive six days a week from Staten Island to Long Island sitting in two hours traffic I'd wake up at five in the morning go to work construction drive through traffic exhausted covered in fucking dust and sweat from the day 
and go train at night. Go back, get home at 10 o'clock at night, shower, eat, fall asleep at 12 a.m., and wake up at 5. Get five hours of sleep every night and do it again the next morning. For two years I did that. And for some reason, something told me, go. Go here, do this at this time, and do that. And I fucking marched on and I marched on. And I just think, like, it's God's plan. It's not me. You know, it is me, right. in a sense, because I, I do love it. But it's just, I feel like something's feel just, like something's with me. Yeah, it's meant to be, something's with me, and I cannot be stopped. That's why when Mike prays, it reminds me of that. And that energy, again, comes into me. That's why I just feel like any, I, any injuries I have going into the fight or through training camp, it's just different. And it's not something in my head, like when he prays, it's not like something goes off in my head, like, all right, yeah, you can do this. Something else comes inside of me, which I truly believe is God. That's that spiritual, that supernatural yeah. element of it, that supernatural aspect. And that's what gives me that next gear. And I tell him all the time, he's in the best position ever because he can learn from the people who were ahead of him and do everything better. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to follow. In a path, he could take bits and pieces of what Al did or what yeah. Weidman did or what fucking Conor McGregor is doing. Or what, and you can incorporate all that to make the perfect path for you. Yeah. Which is insane. He's in such a good... And he's so receptive. For a 21-year-old kid, yeah. fuck that. You're young, you're humble, you know, like you learn from people. Like Even when we're in the gym, like with Tommy, right. like, yo, can you do my... Like, uh, yeah. A guy who trained, he knows right. Um, we were in the gym training, and he would just went up to him he's like hey do you mind holding pads for me I'd love for you to hold pads for me show me what you know like, he goes and does it yeah like I'm I got, like a sponge like whatever you right. got to show me like I want to learn it just yeah. give it to me right. like, that's the attitude that you need to have you know but what I mean? he's a 21 year old kid yeah. and I forget that all the time I don't give you any leeway of saying oh, he's young I never do right. because I've never met anyone at that I, don't, I can't talk to a 21 year old they're like what do I fucking it's idiot hard. Yeah, even me I can't talk to you my it's, it's harsh He's, he's, dude, if I had half the sense that he has at his age when I, I was a, it's insane. I was a moron. I shouldn't have even been allowed <laughs> to speak out loud in public until I was at least 25. Easily. And even, even from then on, right. it's questionable. What's funny, too, is I don't know many 21-year-olds that listen to Eminem the way that you do, too. Oh, man, that I love too. You also know good hip-hop at 21, yeah. thank God. Besides Big the fact Al, that yeah. he didn't know Billy Joel, though. I didn't That's know Billy a little Joel. crazy. It's yeah. one of the best stories ever. Yeah. One of yeah. the best stories ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al fucking... Oh, my God. I was driving with him. We were going to Long Island to watch... Yeah, uh, uh, PFL fights. MMA fights, yeah. Right. And then Al's texting me something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he said something about Billy Joel. So I'm like, who the fuck... I look at John. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is Billy Joel? I text Al. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is that, bro? What was you? Yeah. Yo, this, like, this fucking rain is crazy, yeah. Whatever. We're marching on, baby. So you text Al. I text Al. I'm like, yo, I don't know who Billy Joel is. So he texts me back. He goes, Jesus Christ, grow up, Dennis. <laughs> and I look at John. I just have my phone in my hand. My eyes fucking open wide. I'm like, yo, I think Al's mad at me. I was like, he's like, I'm like, he told me to grow up. I'm like, you think he's serious right now? Oh yo, God. you want to see a, a better face than the Dennis I'm scared of ghost face is... The Dennis is Al mad at me face. <laughs> but he was in my car looking at the phone like this, like, John, like, what do I say? John, like, is he really mad at me? Is he serious right now? I was freaking yeah. out. And then we get to the fights, and Al was just fucking bad. drunk and nothing but smiles. Yeah, he's awesome. just fucking around. It's amazing. Yeah, he was fucking with me. But so I was like, fun. I was like, oh my God. And then it became a joke. Yeah, like, now it's a thing. Every I was... time I say something like dumb or like 
naive or something, right, and be right. like, Jesus Christ, grow up, Dennis, right. you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll fucking, me and I will look at each other and be like, fucking, Jesus fucking, Christ, Dennis, yeah. grow up, just grow up. So, Mike, in what are your long-term goals? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? You know, what, what you do you see yourself doing? Yeah. Um, I hate talking about myself. God, this is so hard. <laughs> um, I guess I would want to run a church. Okay. Um, in Staten Island? Yep, I guess, yeah, in Staten Island. I would definitely want to run a church in Staten Island. Um, I flirted with the idea of starting a business, starting a coaching business. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but um, I definitely want to start a church. I can see that. I think that would probably be where my gift would be the most effective. Thing. Where you could affect people's lives and touch yeah. them. And yeah, I and, and my, I would love to do church the way we do it, the where it would be very intimate, where it would be very personal, where people can have this genuine, authentic, real experience with God. Right. Um, and also that during the week they would get theological training, they would get apologetic training, they'd be able to defend what they believe against science or yeah. against skeptics. When I, when I say against science, I mean like against this new science of atheism and yeah, not you know, in a fucking defensive way in a right right just in like 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 to be able to assert what they believe to, to grow people's confidence in what they believe to do discipleship the right way from what we see in the new testament that's what i would what i would love to do street evangelism street ministry doing music on the street again with people things like that i think that was one of the most brilliant ideas i've ever heard I don't want to fucking. I don't want to give the idea so no one else feels it. I'm telling it, you, we're gonna do that. I'm telling to. you, the stars are going to align right. We have to. And we're gonna be doing that. Everybody utilizing their gift on the street. People are gonna to come to the Lord. There's gonna be spray paint involved. There's gonna be hip hop involved. There's gonna be hitting pads yeah. involved. It's gonna be crazy. You let me know, bro. I'm always down. You know that. It's gonna work. I think it's brilliant. He'll be a fucking great mental and fucking what's called coach. That's what he was talking about. That's the business he was saying. I know. I was thinking about trying to stall. I know. I didn't want to give too much off about it, but it would be fucking phenomenal. I think he'd be great at it. Yeah, I I hope so. I agree. I agree with that. I think you might as well do that in the meantime. I mean, who really knows? And you love to do it. You're good at it. Yeah. Plus, I love people, especially people that are hungry. Like, if I can help you, like, if you you come to me and ask me for advice, like, Mike, what do you think I should do in this situation? Man, I will will carve out, especially if it's somebody I care about. Somebody I don't care about, I'll carve my time (laughs) out. But if somebody I care about, I'll give you my left kidney. Hell yeah. If someone, if someone shows that they're hungry, it's the best thing in the world. Because yeah. then you can just fucking jump on and really help them out. And you know what's so funny? Like, growing up, like, I guess, like, without a dad and things like that. And, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was so blessed. I had so many great guys in my life mm-hmm. to, like, teach me what it was to be a man. But, like, I, I just think about, like, as a young kid, like, transitioning through life, being from, I don't know, junior high to high school, high school to college, college to adulthood. And, like, think about, like, wise counsel. Like, how important it is to have wise counsel, like like a sound mind pouring into you. Especially as a man. Especially as a man. If it really I is could, important. If I could be that for people, the wise counsel, I mean, right. I'm as happy as a world. As happy as a pig in dirt. Exactly. I can't speak for what a woman needs. I have no idea. But for a man, we need that guidance. Like We need it because we're fucking knuckleheads. I went through an exact, my, yeah. my life was the exact same trajectory, trajectory <laughs> as yours. You know, my dad wasn't around, so I was little. I didn't have that father figure, so right. I looked in all the wrong fucking places. Yeah. But I did have an amazing sports system. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing sports system of men in my life. But you're right. You need Same that, thing. like, you need that voice to kind of guide you. Otherwise, you can get reckless and be a fucking yeah. knucklehead yeah. real quick. Oh, yeah. Insane. That's, well, it's in our nature. I guess yeah. to be like that. Yeah, totally. I, so even, like, me, you know, touching on that, too. 
obviously I'm a fighter, you know, and I have my moments where I'm crazy and shit, like with guys, I'm a fighter, you know, it is what it is, but having like someone like my dad, who I look up to, and I put my head down to, it's important, right, right, it, it, it's, it's, like you're saying, we, as a man, we need that, yep, and I'll be fucking 50 years old, grown ass man, have a family, and I'll always put my head down to him, right, you, you um, need, that's the king of the castle, yeah, and it sucks, but like the way I learned the most lessons was I learned how not to be. You know what I mean? Rather than being taught what I should be doing, I learned, oh, this is what I shouldn't be doing. Right. Like I, you know what I mean? I had to fuck up. I'm still like that. You gotta tell, you tell me the stove is hot, I'm gonna fucking touch it to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. You know, I remember when I was, uh, my uncle, my mom's brother, he passed away, but he was like a father to me. The man was unbelievable. Just, you know, and I remember I was telling him we were driving home from a Met game one time, Shea Stadium. That's how long ago this was. And I remember talking with him and telling him how angry I was that my dad wasn't around. I remember telling him how angry I was that my dad wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, he always had, he had, my dad had money, he had power, he had this, he had that, and look at me. And I was like, and I got nothing. Like, I don't have any of that. And I was like, you know, I want this, and, like, I should get this. And I just remember just, like, this strange sort of, like, frustration that led to this mindset of entitlement. Yeah, resentment. Yeah, and, and I remember my uncle was like, listen, kid, I love you. And if you ever need anything, you can always come to me and I'll talk to you. He said, but I'll tell you right now, no one gives an F that your father is in jail. The world doesn't care that your father is in jail. So you better get over it quick because nobody's going to hand you anything. Wow. Bro, that was one of the most valuable lessons I ever learned in life. And I needed someone who loved me enough to tell me the hard truth. Tough love. Yeah. Oh, you're upset? Guess what? No one cares. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. And it's not, it's not say literally, I mean, listen, if you call me, you're upset. And you're fucking right, yeah, no. But the world right. in general, like your the boss, general, your job, exactly. you're fucking, they don't care. Yeah, the world's yeah. going to keep fucking moving, so you got to figure out how to keep it. up. That's it. Go out and get yours. Don't sit here and mull over this. Mm -mm. You're gonna watch the break go by. So true. And again, wise counsel. If I could be that for somebody else, happy as a pig in poop. And, uh, <laughs> he called the shit poop. poop. It's from Billy Madison. Did you ever see it? Yeah. I've I never saw it. Billy Madison. Oh, they're gonna be like, fuck it, no, I never saw that one either. Who's we grew up on Billy Madison. That, 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 yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Is that the one with all the oil rules? Oldo yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I is that the things. one? Oh, oh you're breaking my heart and making feel. He makes me feel so old all the time. No. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah, he makes me feel old all the time. Oh, no. Al does say I'm growing up right in front of his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Me and Al have become like his surrogate, just big brothers. Like we'll look at we'll look at each other sometimes, just like. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. It's just no proud way. of you now, yeah. No way. Yeah, we're just proud of you. That's I it. Know. I did not know. Remember this. when he was fucking throwing me under the bus, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's his manager. Story. Yo, the, the last fight that we were at, it wasn't even, Dennis wasn't even fighting, Charlie was fighting, and uh, it's right before the fights, everyone's just hanging out, and we go upstairs and we meet Ray, and we're bullshitting, and Ray's giving him shit about not taking care of his injury and all that, and then he starts busting Al's balls, Ray, and <laughs> Al's going, well, he's his fucking manager, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. he's his shit, shut up, stop throwing me under the bus. <laughs> Amazing. I fucking love, love him, Al's the best. I fucking love the Al. best. Dude, he, like, like he's a famous fighter. Yeah. And, like, I, I find myself sitting in the guy's house, like, on his couch, hanging out with you guys. I'm like, 
This guy just let me in his house. I don't know yeah. who I am. He like, is one of the best human beings yeah. I've met in just my entire life. Legitimately. He's changed, Legitimately. He's changed my life. He's changed me as a person. He just, he I can't he doesn't even know it. I don't even think he knows it. You know, like yeah, he's know. just made me a whole different human being, it's, and then in the best way possible. That's what I say all the time: is the way that I love Dennis because Al is the way that he is to Dennis. I'll fucking do anything yeah, for right. Al. I really will. I genuinely. It's that's the kind of relationship. He's yeah. a good fucking dude, man. He really is. Yeah, Al's, Al's, Al's He's an exceptional yeah. human being. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even look at him as a me, UFC fighter, a big name, celebrity. Doubt. He's my best friend, you right. know. He's like I, li- I live with him. He's my big brother, you know. He looks out for me, and I look out for him. Like if someone, and I know the type of guy he is. Like if someone like tried to pop off on him, he wouldn't give a fuck. Nope. Like, just be like whatever. But the second the guy says one word, I'm coming from the side. I'm sucker punching that motherfucker <laughs> through, through a car window. Exactly. You know, like, and that's the same for you and for you, yeah, Mike. I, like, I say the same shit all the time. Yeah. If someone steps on my shoes, like, yeah, dumps fucking fuck. whatever right. on me, I'd be like, hey, I'm sorry. Let me buy you a drink. Let's chill yeah. out. Yeah. Someone even fucking looked at Dennis wrong and fucking hitting him with a bomb. Yeah, they're fucking, right. they're getting stabbed in the face. Like, all like, my easy. logic and fucking reasonability is going right up. Yeah, God forgive me, when we're at your fights... And all I'm thinking is like, if this crowd gets out of hand. Oh man! Oh, down down in, a, in a blaze of glory. If it's gonna be a bloody mess. If some. Oh man! I don't, I don't even, even you came and tell us. No, nope, yeah, I was literally sitting there saying that. I can't yeah. even fucking say the story. Can't I'll say story. this though: if shit really does hit the fan, better hope just, you're on your fucking Dennis. Yeah, sorry. just wear my shirt. Have red and black on or something. Yeah. Because that place will burn to the fucking ground. Yeah, just that whole just casino will be in flames. yeah. Just start Sheep yelling it. that. that you see anyone dangerous coming near you, you just fucking yeah. yell that. No, no, okay, it's with us. <laughs> if something happens, these, a lot of those people in there, they don't give a fuck if they die, if they go to jail, if they don't care. Yeah, you attract an interesting crowd. Yeah, dude. When I, when we're at that those fights, I feel Amazing. like I, I feel like I'm in the octagon with you. <laughs> so whatever, whatever, go, like. The, the, it's so high level intensity that it just it feels like you're about to have a fight. Yeah, no, it, and, it feels like you're on the battlefield right, in the whole yeah. arena. And I feel like there's like there's almost like levels to it. Like mm-hmm. okay, there's the two there's the gladiators in the octagon, okay, and then outside the octagon in the crowd are the people that have come to watch these gladiators, and some of them are in one one guy's corner yeah. and the other is in the other guy's corner. So we have that one level of fight that's the octagon and then we have the other level which is the people that are watching right. which are just as crazy if not crazier than the two guys in the octagon because they're <laughs> ready to throw down and die and not get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, no, outside. In no the crowd, fight. yeah. And usually very unfortunately for the other people yeah. we outnumber them Massively, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But I can tell you right now that the moment that I walk into that arena for your fight, I'm sizing people up. Oh really? yeah, 100%, 100%. I could probably take this really? guy. I could probably take that guy. At this Nassau Coliseum, big, I gotta hit this guy with something. At Nassau Coliseum, when he made his pro debut in Bellator, I remember seeing people with the opposing shirt, and I'm walking by them, fucking side eyeing. I'm like, yeah, yep, 100. Yeah. Oh my, 100%. You, you know, it just does something to you, man. You guys, that's what I love about this sport, man. This shit brings, oh man, so much emotion. But you guys don't understand. First of all, I hear everything. When I'm in there, I hear every voice. Oh, I'm screaming like that. I hear every single thing people say. Everything. And in my last fight, I had the guy, I was going for a takedown, and I had the guy against the cage, uh, Shaquan Moore. And shout out to him. He was a a good, cool dude. Tough son of a bitch, that kid, man. That kid was tough. That kid's got a chin. Yo, he he did not go away, bro. You landed a right hand on him, and he was the second second round. round. I heard it in the back back of the auditorium. Listen, Shaquan brought the best out of you, man. He fucking, he made you dig deep. Yeah, he made me work. Um, and I remember I had him against the cage, 
and I think it might have been Pumi, <laughs> was in the crowd. He was up in the bleachers. Yeah. And I heard him say, push and pull. Ran the <laughs> fucking... <laughs> push and pull. I, just, I love it. Just I had him against the cage. So when you have someone against the cage and you have their legs, you push them right, to off-balance right. them to and get their pull, hips, yeah. and then you suck their hips out. And I was going for it, but I was, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I lost it, you know? But I hear everything in there. So now, going back to before... It's crazy. You guys, the fans, and my my people make such a huge difference in the fight. Like, you guys... It's a fight. I'm fighting this guy, right. and you guys are fighting his people. Right. So, you guys overpowering them makes me overpower right. him Just at the same time. Just with that and the yeah. energy. Because so at the end of the day, that guy's working hard to take me out. And at the, and, in, and in my head, I have to picture, like, this guy's training for, for me. Mm-hmm. If I was training for someone like me, I'd fucking work out three times a day, you yep. know? Because I know at the end of the day, like, I can knock somebody out. And I'm and I am dangerous on the ground too, and in, in right. certain respects. So, I know he's training hard, and what it boils down to is, in those fifteen minutes, whose will overpowers the other, who breaks first, yep. and you guys in the crowd screaming and making noise, adds to that power and adds to my will on top of everything. It's, it's a it's a crazy he, dynamic. Just so you know, the last fight that I was at, not not the last one, the one before that, my wife was there with me. We were sitting in the bleachers right by the octagon and I remember right when I was like alright Dennis Wait, you were in the bleachers for that fight? Uh, yes okay. the, not the not the one not the last one the one before right. that mm-hmm. and I remember I was like alright Dennis is up next I took my wallet my phone my car keys my watch and the chain that I was wearing and I put it in my wife's bag I was going to say handed them off <laughs> and she was like what are you doing and I was like just in case anything happens you go to that exit right over there right <laughs> Just because you know, go to the exit over one there. Of, one of the worst experiences was that same fight. Now your fans are sc- scattered all over the fucking yeah. place. We're in the bleachers. I see your cousin, one of my best fucking friends, <laughs> his giant ass head, <laughs> and it looks like he's getting into a scuffle with people on the other side. And I'm right. like, oh yep. my god, right. I can't right. get across. And not only I could barely do something, I'm the fucking manager, he didn't even come out yet. I'm like, oh shit. I saw night. that. I remember that. There was, was something that was going on in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. so it was a bit of a scuffle. That night, thank God, the other people should thank God, because they sparked it off. They started coming to my people and saying, fuck you guys, fuck that. Albanians. Yeah. The only thing that saved those people's lives was them being with their wives, was my people being with their wives, because... They didn't want something to happen to their wives. Otherwise, and the la- and then because of that whole situation, they're not bringing their wives anymore, just in case. The last fight, there was no, if you, I don't know if you noticed, but there was barely, there was females there, but they were not anybody's wives. Right. These guys said from now on, they said, and they told me, they said, those people better thank God, because if their wife, if our wives weren't there, and if you didn't shake his hand after the fight, they said, and they said, Dennis, I'm promising you right now. And they were all together when they told me this. I saw them out the next day. They told me, Dennis, if you didn't shake his hand after that fight, nobody was leaving that arena. <laughs> yeah. That whole place would have been on fire, burned to the ground, and we would have... They said, just to make sure nobody would have gotten out of there, we would have went down with them. That's how fucking insane it is. Yeah. Now, now, this isn't... This isn't all of his crowd. This is a select few. Yeah. And some of the most unbelievable human beings 
just supportive. You gotta see the fanfare this yeah, kid gets. Yeah, I know. I've seen him walk into fucking restaurants and shit like that, and people oh, we, light up. We ran into each other on Page Avenue. We were in that restaurant. Yeah. Oh, His kid yeah. came up from behind me, and I was just <laughs> like, what's going on right now? He's wearing my shirt, too, yeah. which is crazy. That was so that. crazy. You guys walked in, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, snap. Yeah. And there was there was guys there who were meeting you. You, you, yeah. you put it out on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And, it, and that place is actually my cousin's place, yeah. too, as well, which is... What a crazy... Yo, crazy how things happen like that. It's blowing up quick. Yeah. It's getting crazy quick. Dude, you gotta make quick. it. You gotta make it. I, he's already made it the yeah, world just doesn't know yet like he's telling exactly, him all the time exactly yeah. said he owns it all already yep. he owns it all already I agree it's just not in my hands yet it's in my mind it's just not in my hands right. yet it's in my vision and I know it I see it but the world hasn't seen it yet and that's fine it'll happen in it's own time it'll actualize yeah and that's God's plan it's not my plan and I always say that yeah. his timing is perfect yeah man his timing is perfect yeah it is hell yeah how do you feel about fucking Cowboy and Gaethje? Oh, shit. That's you know an what? interesting fan, fucking fight. You heard fan, that? I love no. that fight. Cowboy's fighting Gaethje. Dude, the last, like, month and a half of my life, I've been, like, completely involved in so many things that I don't even know what's going on. I haven't turned the TV on. Is Hulk Hogan still fighting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to watch The Undertaker. <laughs> so, wait, what's going on? Cowboy... Is fighting Gaethje. When is it? Soon, right? September. September. Oh, oh, 14th. It's, it's the weekend after your fight. Oh, no, oh, it's the night after, after your fight. Yeah, September 14th. Right. Oh, we gotta watch that. It's gonna be all scrub. Yeah. Are we gonna be in AC? No. 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 I'm not I'm not staying the second night. Yeah. So, Believe it or not, after his fights, we really don't party that hard. I mean, he did the last time, but, yo, I dipped after like 20 minutes. I was like, I'm fucking, I'm drunk. I wandered out, and yeah. I was like, I just want to go home back to the all fucking right, room right. and eat pizza. So I'm just so pizza. fucking yeah, yeah seriously more than anything I'm hungry after my yeah. fights no I'm sure yeah. Yeah. it's just yeah. mental exhaustion it's like yeah. oh it's finally it's fine. over it's fine exactly it's you know finally what I mean? it's, over cause for two months that's all he does is yeah. eat sleep and fucking and then on my end I'm eat sleep let's get everything and ready for that way cut leading up to the fight yeah. it's crazy promotion it's crazy yep. yep dealing with tickets and fucking people I fucking hate I guess we so fucking mad we do it too though when pe- no 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 no, no, not this. No. Oh. When people ask me, what time am I fighting? Oh, my God. How the fuck... The show starts at 8.30. I'm the 10th fight, let's say. How the fuck am I going to know when I fight? Do the math! <laughs> it's fucking three-round fights, five minutes around. Yeah, but then each fight could be a knockout. Right. Or each fight could right. go to decision. How the fuck am I going to know? Right. The show starts at 8.30. If you're going to be there, be there. Get if there not, early. then fucking... I'm the 10th right. fight. Guesstimate. If you if you know if you you're working or whatever, think. What time do you think I'll fucking fight? And I like, don't fucking know. And that's why I tell people all the time. Like I had my brother come to one of the fights with his fiance, and that was the biggest mistake I made because it's like, I'm on the fucking clock, right. fight night. I'm talking to all of his fans, all of his family, all the sponsors. You know, I'm dealing with all that shit. I got people asking me a million questions. I'm fielding all the fucking text messages and calls right. that are coming in. Everybody's getting deferred to me. What time is he fighting? What time is yeah. this? Where is that? Where are you? I need. I, I gotta meet people for tickets and like I'm on the clock, man. I can't spend time with no. people that, so you know, busy. like my brother, my friends. Everyone wants to come out. And it's like, come out, but don't expect to fucking see me. You might not get to have a conversation with yeah, me until right. two in the morning. Right, right, right. Like that's when I'm finally off the clock. When I know this kid's good. Yeah. We eat. We ate and then and just kind of chill out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I gotta put him on fucking vacation that week. Definitely. I already took off. I made sure I'm gonna go down there, get a room. Mm-hmm. I'll be down there Friday morning. Where are you super going early, bringing the wife. But nice. I love it though. I love the chaos. Like I oh, love. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's it about sucks it. while it's going on. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's like in hindsight, it's like yeah, it's the best time yeah. of life ever. It's awesome. You're so alive. Like even the nerves I have the night before. You know, I like. Sometimes I have trouble sleeping because of anxiety, right. nerves. Of course, right. you know, I'm not against that cage. Fucking human. Um, I just fucking even that. Like I remember Chris Weidman called me before my Bellator fight the night before, and he's like, "Listen, he's like, Sick. take it all in. He's like, this is the most, this is the time you'll feel most alive, and it'll go by quick." I'll never forget that night. This kid skipped, never. literally skipped like a child to the fucking cage, <laughs> just looking around. Looking at all of us, throws his fucking arms up when he yeah, sees where we were. I knew exactly saying. where you guys were. Dude, so when, sick. when you walked out, I remember. I remember looking down. We were in the, like the second deck, directly facing where you came out, and I was just like, I was almost like, like right, so just struck. in awe. I was just, and I just, I just stood up like this. Yeah. <laughs> you did it! Did like you a see, maniac. Did you ever see the picture? No. There's a picture of a behind shot. Oh, of I have him seen it. I have where he's seen walking it, yeah. out, and you see me. In the fucking distance in the white shirt. Why are you? You You're literally see oh, me and it's so just amazing. such a sick fucking like, it's You know, it's so, so funny because the section where we were sitting, when I got up and started screaming like a maniac, the guys behind me were like, Oh, you're here for Dennis? And I was like, Yeah, they're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, freaking the fuck out. Oh, it was out. insane. That's so sick. It was that so fight crazy. week was fucking crazy, the Bellator one. That show was all awesome, man. Your camera, I'm gonna kick it, bro. It just made the beep noise again. Oh, it just shut off. I think it's fucking with you, bro. On purpose. <laughs> Demon's pressing the button. Mike, cast the fucking thing away, bro. I don't know. This demon looks tough. <laughs> we've, been, we've been working this camera for a while. <laughs> Battery's dead. Oh, fuck it. Good thing we're not making a porn. That shit would fucking... <laughs> <laughs> just, ru- just ruin the fucking yeah. coach. <laughs> Alright, take two. We gotta do it again. Let's see if we can fucking... Dude, that, that fight was wild. That was a good time. That, that... Oh, man, I was nervous for that one, actually. I remember, I remember driving to the arena with Al. Al drove me there, and I remember being so fucking nervous in the car. Like I wasn't talking. Al put on music, trying to lighten up the mood. I'm just sitting there taking deep breaths. We stop at the gas station real quick, and he hops in the car and he's like, and then he's like just joking, being like a clown, you know, being playful, like extra playful, you know, right. super enthusiastic and happy and joyful. And he would keep looking over at me to see, like, if I'm laughing and, like, if I'm all right as he's doing it. And I just remember realizing that. And I'm thinking, like, yo, I fucking, I fucking love this kid, you know? Like, he's, he, he's, he's just being so extra for me to, right. to relax me, to cheer me up. And I'm just like, yo, what a fucking, what a great support system and group of people I have around me. And he's somebody that you can relate to also because he's a fighter. He's yeah. been there. Right. He's been on the largest stage I look stage up to him. Is. Yeah. I remember, and then I remember before I walk out to my fights, I'm fucking nervous. That's like the hardest part for me is when I'm waiting to walk out. That part, fu- I get really nervous at that time. That's gotta suck. That fucking yeah. sucks. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna fucking go fight. Like, can I just turn back around? Fuck this. Right. I wanna fucking go home. Like. And they make you get down there early. It, yeah, they make the, you the get down before. there fucking early to the arena so it's oh. like hurry up and wait yeah hurry up and wait that's it and the fight before is on and I'm sitting there behind the fucking curtain I'm just like yo why the fuck am I here why the fuck am I doing this why couldn't I fucking pick something else stay in school <laughs> I'm like can I just fucking turn back around and t- like 
And I just look at my opponent and just be like, yo, can we just say fuck this and go home? Like, yeah, I don't want to do this just shit. Just go get a drink. It's more fun. Yeah, like, fuck this shit, you know? But in the midst of all that, I just look over at Al, and I just remember specifically him walking out to go fight Khabib. And just seeing him fucking loose, going, this fucking thunder in his Having eyes. Fun. Fight. Yeah. Just oh. like, yo. At the, and I remember being at the Barclays Center and the fucking... 17,000 people Whatever are there And I'm just like I, That's my fucking boy You know Like this is my guy I, I fucking I train with him I, You know He teaches me He, he helps me I'm like right. yo I could fucking I could take on the world You uh, know it's, it's a surreal experience yeah. yeah And that's That's why I love seeing That when he's about to walk up Like when he's on deck Cause in the bleachers Where we are We can see him Right You know he comes up yeah. the steps with, And you see he's got the look in his eyes where he's he's almost there yeah. he's almost there and then his music hits and this kid is fucking just, yeah. goes super saiyan he just yeah. fucking yeah. really does like I, I'm like a fucking I'm like possessed honestly my mind goes empty there's no absolutely no thoughts run through my head I just it's just empty I don't think about well as I start walking to the cage I mean like I'm not picturing the other guy I just look around and I just take it all in. My mind is absolutely empty. I'm like like possessed. I'm literally like I'm possessed or something. And I don't remember a single second of the fight. Even to this day, like I don't remember any of my fights. What it's goes on. Nice. I have I to watch it after. And it feels I, like I'm watching a movie. It doesn't feel like it's me. I told him the same. I don't remember his last fight. I can't. I can't. I just, I just get fucking anxiety watching him. Yeah. But I can't imagine what that's like being in there. Because the adrenaline, even though you're controlling it, essentially, the adrenaline's still fucking going. Oh, absolutely. You know, my senses are super sharp. It's just, it's it's my my body is moving. Mm-hmm. All the training kicks in, like, and my mind is empty. My mind just, my mind is just looking at my opponent and just seeing his little tendencies, mm-hmm. picking up on them, seeing his feet move, seeing where his eyes go and where his hand drops. That's where my mind is. And my body just reacts. And it's just, it's a, it's a odd state of uh, mindfulness and if I can only tap into that when I'm in there otherwise it's just it's never happening and I think if you've never been punched in the face like you can't even begin no. to fuck up like I could never even fathom what that's like on that level yeah. like no. I've been in jujitsu and terrified of like someone's on my back and I'm getting choked and you get that fucking panic I can't even imagine what the fuck he could feel the competitive Right. level. I mean, I've, I've been in street fights before. I've sparred before, but I've never sparred MMA with, like, the little four-ounce mm-hmm. gloves. But I've sparred boxing with 16s, right. headgear, no headgear, and I've gotten into street fights before. But I've never been in a position in a street fight or even in a ring where I, like, I really got tagged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been hit like, like, like uh-oh, like, we're yeah. in trouble. Like, you know, sound but, the alarm. You're going down, buddy. But you've never <laughs> stood across from somebody... That you've been waiting for for two months. Right. That you know trained. Who you yeah. know is trained He's and fucking trained. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, believe I, it or not, I have absolutely no fear, no pain. Like, I have no emotions. I'm like, I'm not, it's, I'm not there. I have, my mind is empty. I have, there's no Dennis in there. Right. It's like, right. to be honest with you, it's like a, like an alter ego kind of takes over. Like, I feel as if I'm like Alexander the Great. You know, that's why mm-hmm. that nickname was kind of given to me. My middle name's Alexander, first of all. Um, and I'm like, Alexander was a young kid taking over the world, conquering everything. And that's kind of like what came to me, like the guy, um, some old coaches or whatever, kind of like joked around with that with me, like I was like, like Alexander right. the Great. 
And when I fight, it feels like this alter ego takes over. Like, I'm the young kid coming to conquer this fucking nation. And my mind goes empty. And I'm just like, I'm going to kill you. But it's not me. It's, it's hard to explain. That's why I say like it's like I'm possessed. My mind is empty, and it's not me. My body just reacts. I know, think it's unbelievable. I literally think that there's probably like like I don't mean to sound spiritual or to make no, everything please, spiritual, but make like it, make it make it like, spiritual. <laughs> it's it's almost like practical to some degree though. Like God probably put possesses me or something. These instincts like in his in people, like knowing that like human beings would have to go to war. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this would be a part of like human existence. It would be a part of human mm-hmm. life. So like there's like these these instincts that certain people probably have more than others. Like, you obviously one of them because you're supposed to be doing this. But well, it's like, literally in his DNA. Yeah, it's in your DNA. Like, like where that's just, like, in there. Where no, like, like his, his ancestors, yeah. they fought back the fucking I know, Turks. But, like, yeah. Yeah, like, his specific where he's from fought back the Turks. Yeah. Right. That's like, fucking nuts. Like, it could just be something that's just in there where, like, okay, this is what happened. Like, not everybody has that design. It's right. just they just don't have it. And like, that that goes back to that cap, that yeah, ceiling. Right, like and I and I'm not trying to make like a scientific or a metaphysical statement, but like just based upon my experience in life, if you look at it like, yeah, okay, some guys have it and some guys don't. Some guys are naturally have this proclivity to be a maniac warrior, and some guys have this proclivity to work behind the desk and push yeah. pencils all day long. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. That's like when when I gave the example, you gave the example of street fights or sparring. I'm not saying it because I want to sound tough. I'm saying it because right. I knew in that moment same for me. Right. Like, this isn't yeah. my I fucking goal at all. I'm going to get mauled. Murdered. Yeah. I don't have it. I don't have, right. I don't have the fucking... Yeah, and I don't want to have it. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I don't. I'll leave I don't. It. You know, that's terrifying. Yeah, but it's crazy. You, you know what's crazy? Like, I don't know if you've ever heard this. It's kind of like an old wives tale about, like, Rocky Marciano, but they swear that it's true that he would sleep before his fights. They really? Would, they would ask him. They'd be like, Rock, how you feeling? He'd be like, oh, I feel tired. And he would go to, he'd go to bed. In the locker room? In the locker room. You just lay down and go to sleep for hours. You know why I would believe that? Even though it could be an old... Like, there's a, a Navy SEAL, Andy Stump, who's got a podcast that's dope. It's called Cleared Hot. He talks about how when they used to be on missions, they'd be flying out for a mission on a helicopter, mm-hmm. a two-hour flight, whatever it is. We'd just fucking nod out for an hour and a half. Like, you're going to kick some dude's door in in the middle of the night with night vision goggles on and fucking shoot up people. And you're able to go to sleep? Like, you know what? On the flight over? Like, what Wait, the f- what? I actually, I do believe that because when I, if me personally, when I'm in the locker room, first of all, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I turn it on. But before that, I'm actually, I'm in there. I'm just fucking sitting down. Like, I am dozing off too. Yeah. I can't fall asleep. Like, literally just knock out. But I'm just dozing off. I'm in the corner. I'm just sitting my eyes closed like this. Ray and Matt are just cracking jokes. Everyone's. I'm just sitting there laughing, like like I'm just fucking having a coffee with them, you know. Like we're just having a little lunch. But I, I'm like, I am dozing off in a way. But then when like it's a couple of fights, when I'm a couple of fights out, like maybe three fights before me are on. I'm like, all right. I look at them. I look at Ray and Matt. I'm like, let's do this now. They'll give me a little nod. I'm like, all right. Put my headphones on. Certain songs I listen to. I go, I just walk, just by myself, I get myself in a corner, I just, like I said, just something takes over me, and it's fucking time Sick. to go, and it's just, and after that, it's just a switch that goes off, let's go. Not everybody has that switch. No. That, that, that's gotta be just, that switch Not is all. just, it's gotta be like a genetic thing, or calling, destiny, whatever you wanna call it, just, 
genetics. And and he's right though. He does switch. Like I've seen it. Right before he's you know. You've come down. You uh, you came down. I'm fucking chilling and joking. I was gonna tell a story like, I get backstage credentials, but. I won't go back there. I feel it's for the corner and that's it. There's no room for me back there. I got a job to do outside dealing right, with that right. shit. But I'll go down for a minute. I'll give him a hug. I'll tell him I love him. I'll tell him it's fucking do. It's time to go. And that's it. And I've seen him joking around. I've seen him joking around. But something different in his fucking eyes. Every time. Like, yeah. there's something different there. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking, it's a gnarly experience. You look him. and you're just like, there's something in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen him go through so many different stages in 24 hours that it's just fucking nuts. I wish that you could you see it in his face in the video of uh, when you were praying for him mm-hmm. you see it you see there's just something different there and it doesn't it just doesn't do it justice that video at all man I know. it really doesn't you gotta be there it's yeah. I mean no you can't be there but yeah. you gotta be there to fucking right, right. to understand it I mean if you wanna see the video uh, it's on your Instagram right? yeah at John underscore Siri 13 S-E-E-R-Y I don't know why yeah. we never plug anything Literally, yeah, right? never plugged in. I was definitely going to tell him to plug everything in. Oh. Added, you know? Plug your Instagram, Dennis. I'm just uh, Dennis Bazooka. This is just simple. Bella, bro. D-E-N-N-I-S. Not Dennis. B-U-Z-U-K-J-A. That's my Instagram. I'm so not on social media. I'm the worst. I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. Good. Plug, <laughs> plug the church, bro. No, no. See, yeah. You don't have to plug anything. No. You want to. Plug something, bro. The church, I was going to say. If anyone wants to, Mike is speaking Sunday. Yes, this Sunday. I don't know what day it is. Sunday. The 28th. Sunday the 28th at 6144 Amboy Road. You should definitely come. You'll have a great experience. What's the name of the church? From Holy Mountain Ministries. If Holy you Mountain. want... Yes, if you want... Just going... And I, I honestly... Anyone. Any single human being. It's not weird. I want... Even if you've never... Just random person on Instagram. If you message me, I would love for any person to come. Man, female, child woman, old, per, you know, elderly, everyone. We'll, we'll pray for you. Please. Pray over I, everybody I, that walks yeah, through that door. This is an open invitation to anyone. Mike's Instagram, since he doesn't know, is Mike <laughs> Testa, T-E-S-T-A, music. Music, that's right. Mike, Mike Testa, I music. Well, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> doing hip-hop that. at the time. I gotta, I gotta change that. Now you need to just start doing more hip-hop. Well, that too. That oh, answer. and John's coming Sunday to church, so you'll get to see. I'll be at yeah. church. You'll get to see John there. The fucking heathen will be at church. <laughs> the fucking place is gonna burst up into flames. Boom! We'll have church and fire. It'll be even better. <laughs> yes. It'll be better. We'll be walking through flames. Okay. I just got really lightheaded. Did you? Yeah. You, you okay? Like about to pass out type you of lightheaded. Mike, pray. Just hit him in the fucking really? head. Do like what's his name does. I is, it cause, is it because you're hungry? Because I'm starving right I'm pretty now. Pretty. I am hungry, but. Know, it's also hot just, as balls. No, I'm not yeah. hot at all. I'm actually fucking yeah. perfect. Something just, I don't know. It just hit me mad hard. Out of Demon, bro. I'm good now, but it was like a split second. Demon. You're too close to John. I know. Just, uh, don't fucking touch me, you fucking filthy fucking <laughs> soul. <laughs> <laughs> filthy soul. <I'm> <laughs> I got Mike. I got Mike with me. He's good. I'm fucking, I'm chilling. We were talking. He was like, bro, I want to cry black tears. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, was, that was the other thing. Dennis was like, Yo, I gotta talk to you about something. Come to my house right now, bro. We gotta meet up. This is dead serious. <laughs> like, oh, all right. I meet up with him after work. Go straight to his house because he work. He lives right by where I work. And he's like, all right, listen, this is dead serious. Mike and his mom want to do this for me. They want to pray for me to get these things out of me, and they want to pray for you too. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They want to pray for me too. <laughs> He's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. I'm like, if this shit really works, absolutely. I want to cry black tears, dude. I want to see some shit. I want some shit to happen. 
You gotta come to church first. Tears. You have to come to church. I'm down with coming to church this weekend. I didn't know it was that late, honestly. Because every time he's like, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. He's gonna I never said yeah. 9 o'clock. Then why what? would I say it's too early? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. So, you know what it is? I work every morning before church. I go into work for like a Maybe. few hours of overtime. Maybe that was what it is. Maybe. Like that. You gonna do a fucking guitar solo? Yeah. Uh, he's a yeah. fucking beast. He plays the guitar. It's it's different. It's, it's not what you think it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely I, different. Oh no, I know Ripping for I, I know for a fact it's not yeah. going to be anything like a, a fucking Catholic church. Just go in there expecting nothing. That's what I did. I mean, dude, I don't need any coaxing, dude. I'm so amped for it to see him speak uh, without a doubt. Like, dude, you know, I think you're really going to enjoy it. There's nothing about me that's been defiant or resistant to anything. Oh, we'll huddle up, we'll pray, we'll all cry. It's going to be great. I cry. Yeah, you know I do need to go yeah. cry. Yeah, it's be great. I cry a lot. I cry a lot. I cry a lot. I almost so, cried today, tonight, right now. So, so we found out that we all cry a lot. We call our moms when we're in trouble. We call our moms when we're in trouble. Dennis is scared of fucking ghosts. Yeah, we're all uh, just a bunch of pussies, I guess. Pretty I, much. I gotta tell you, I don't know how you guys, like, I had, like, I got here and I had to drink this Red Bull. All right. And, like, I felt like, for the beginning of the interview, I just didn't have my brains. Like, I felt like I was brain fogged, my body really? clock was kicking, and I was like, I gotta go to sleep. Now I feel more awake than ever. Right, you're rolling stuff. Like if we rolling. could redo this entire thing right now, I would. I feel like I'd be just so re- much reset more, and do a charge. Yeah, just on point. Honestly, the, well, I'm the, down if you're down. They're gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get better as they go on. But this is hands down the best we've done so far. This is the most oh, comfortable. Oh, I, I got We gotta do another one if you don't mind having so, me back. I was honestly, I was honestly thinking about just making it the three of us. There's no Every reason not Sunday to. Sunday night. There's yeah, no reason not to. And honestly, if one of you wanted to fucking record something and release content, we could do it. it doesn't, you know what I mean? But I would love to fucking... The three of us? Let me, I know 100%. I have a stand and I have a, uh, a phone uh, clip, too. We could probably like set up iPhones, things like that. I don't go know how, live. That would, how the audio would look, but maybe we could do something where they're close. You could go live. You could, hook, you could hook up a USB to the camera, and it would run... The fucking the microphone right over. I'm in. Really? Yeah. Look at John doing all this homework. John's fucking. He's on his shit. I'm a fucking idiot savant. Yo, this is another thing though. So, (laughs) this bothers me a lot. I love these. You know, so like the times where I feel like something's fucking with me at night and I can't sleep. I and I I'll say it flat out. I think it's just demons fucking with me. (laughs) And people people are gonna hear this and be like, yo, this stupid sick motherfucker. (laughs) But it's all good. Because I'm gonna stick to my guns. And I've been called crazy before. Persistent. I'm resilient. I'm tenacious. (laughs) Dennis the Great. Dennis the Great. Dennis the Great. But I'll have periods where I feel fucking great. I feel super strong spiritually. Super close to Jesus and everything. Praying every night. Not pedophilic. No, no, not not touching me in any way. <laughs> but then, I'll go on these fucking benders where I'm doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. You go on a soul bender? No, no, no. I I guess if that's what it's called. Where I'm doing, I'm going out late at night, being with people I shouldn't be. I can't get too crazy. And I can't Promiscuous women of the night. I cannot say too much. Sketchy characters. I cannot say too much. Doing things I know I should not be doing. And if I told my mom, she would cry. He once burnt down an orphanage for retarded kids. Cropsy. The story of <laughs> Cropsy. fucking Cropsy. 2019, revised. That's the craziest documentary. He really didn't do that. that. He sick. really did not do that. It was a Satanist. No, I mean, you, you, you idiot. I'm saying, oh, you know, oh, Dennis oh, did not oh. burn down a fucking <laughs> retard orphanage. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so when I do, like, that crazy shit, going out, 
you know, partying, doing bad things I know I shouldn't be doing, and doing it in the most dangerous way possible. I'm sure you guys know what I'm, uh, what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah. Um, We're all catching drift, yeah. bro. Yeah. So been there. Yeah. <laughs> Burns. When I go home at night, and I try to sleep, that's when I feel like I'm the most like my my. Uh, I should maybe my soul is the as weak is like the most weak. My my vibes are low, and I feel like I'm most vulnerable to being attacked by like these demons. What do you think? What do you you know? What do you think about that? Is that real? Is it in my head? Like I no, I, I love this. I, that I actually what I think that is it's called conviction. You feel convicted. So is it in my head? Am I doing did. it to myself? No, I don't think so. I think it's. Did you ever have that before? No, no. It's because now that you come to this realization that you feel like you have somewhat or a relationship with God, that now you're you become self-aware. You become self-conscious. You right. have this this conviction now, this moral conviction and this moral compass that says like I violated. Right. Yeah. Of, like, I violated of like, like right or wrong. Yeah. Right. Like I, I violated God's moral law. Like I should not have done this. Yeah. So it's weighing on you. That's actually a good something. So, it, but my thing is now, those things that I feel, is that in my head or is that me really being, like, targeted? What do you think? It could be a little bit of both. The long and short like, of it, he wants to know if he has a fucking demon on him. I think I might. My mom prayed for me that one time. Shit started getting hot. I think it depends on what you expose yourself to. I mean... We gotta do that exorcism, man. I mean, like, like honestly, though, like, on a... On a, on a at least... For, on a, on a theological level, like especially not to say that you did this or you did not do this, but I'm saying when you have sex with somebody else, uh-huh. okay, doesn't don't what you have soul time? John, what are you uh, doing? I'm just listening. What kind of why, put why, your dick away? Why are you making faces? Just listening. <laughs> but sex is the most um, intimate form of humanity that you could have. Oh, I was going to say fun you could have without spending money. Oh, my God. Well, you always have to spend money, yeah. technically. It's true. Dude, it's God. never free. It's terrible. Never. Oh, Even God. an ice cream. I know. <coughs> Ralph's Icy's right there. <laughs> but but th- there's a reason why God says, you know, like, this is something that I've prescribed for marriage. It's because sex and sexuality is something that's sacred. Mm-hmm. When you have sex with somebody else, in God's eyes, you're making covenant with them. On a purely scientific level, you're becoming one with that person. Like, you really are. So, so you're, like, super married to a lot of people. I don't know what you're talking about. I love his face. I don't I know what you're it. talking about, John. I love his face. Cut that out. <laughs> but even, like, if you you go out and you do things like that, like, it, I, I personally do feel like, like you're giving, like, a piece of who you are. To, to them? To them. You know what I mean? And they're giving a piece of who they are to right. you. And you become, to some level or to some degree, I don't know, I feel this even, I, I really do feel this just personally, not even like on like some spiritual God thing, like honestly, just, I just feel like you're experiencing something with that person that is special. Now, mm-hmm. it, it, you, it, it's supposed to be intimate. It's supposed to be intimate. Now, you could perform an act of intimacy and have no intimacy with that person. Right. Don't get me wrong. But, but I do think that there is something there that winds up happening. And you may be, you may be sitting in your bed with a piece of that person. But, so but, may, but, but that's also the flip side to that argument, like the philosophical side of it is, you're giving a piece of yourself to someone you're gaining a piece of them in return it's not what all if they're about negative though because there have been times where it's called I, chlamydia no not chlamydia <laughs> I know what that feels like <laughs> that's <laughs> not too. what it is <laughs> it's not good 
Um, but I feel like it's just there's been times where I felt in love and on cloud nine. Right. There've been times where I'm just like just negative down, you know. So I I don't think I'm really getting the best of those. Depends on the person, maybe. Maybe their soul, maybe what they have attached to them. It's Let up me, for fucking debate if you yeah. really do get something of somebody. With. Just to touch on a topic I think you might be alluding to. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who had sex with a very, very high-level witch. Okay. Had sex with a very high-level witch. Um, was very involved at her coven, and she would literally he told me that she would they would they would find these chickens squirming around because I'm getting turned on they would get chickens <laughs> he just looked at my dick they would they would creep <laughs> crazy. can I feel it <laughs> they would cut the hearts out of the chickens and they would have a like a seance using these dead animals they would have these animal sacrifices like this chick was involved yeah and he would he had sex with her and every single time they would have sex he would have this nightmare, this crazy nightmare, that he was involved in a black mass, and that he was being sacrificed on the altar. What? It's crazy. He, he, you guys got crazy stories, but he would tell me all these stories about because he was having sex. So it could be that he's getting a, he's becoming attached, he's becoming one with this person, and there's some sort of spiritual transference that's taking place. So it could be that something like that is happening to you if you're going out doing. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you may be doing, whether it's that or something else, you could yeah. be bringing something back. Just like the demon that said to me, going back earlier in the podcast, I'm coming home with you tonight. That's right. so, That scares the shit out of me, that story. So, when you brought up men- abandoned mental asylums, I was a, I used to go, when I was younger, we used to play fucking, man, me and my friends, we used to play manhunt in cemeteries. We broke graves like fucking dickheads by, by sure. accident, yeah. But we'd run on top of them and we'd fucking break them. Yeah. And then, I'll never forget, one time I went to Seaview, right here in Staten Island. Fucked up history behind oh, it. abandoned Seaview Hospital. Yeah. Yep. Infamous. Scary shit. It is. There's actually a documentary on Netflix if you want to check it out called... No, it's not Cropsy. on there anymore. It's not on there anymore? Uh, Alright, well, if you can't find it, it's called Cropsy. C-R-O-P-S-E-Y. E-Y. Great dope. documentary. And I remember being there, and there's a church in Seaview. I don't know if you know this, in the farm colony. There's an abandoned... It was a church, an abandoned church. When I walked in there... That was the only place in the whole Seaview where I felt okay. It was just weird. In the church? In the church. It was abandoned. There's no roof on it. There's no steps. Just a metal framing of the stairs. Was it before you were religious or? Ah, uh, it was way before. I didn't give a fuck about this shit at the That's time. That's a cool fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then I didn't realize it until I walked in there. I'm just like, I feel good here. Right. And then I'll never forget. I walked out and I make the right as a pathway. And I just hear a little girl singing. And it brought back, it, it felt like I went to a different realm. Like I was there before. And I fucking ran for my life. This intense fear came over me. And I ran to my friends. And I explained to them. And they were like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? They, they were terrified too. They weren't like, yo, you're crazy. They were terrified. Because I'm like, I've heard this. It was a little girl singing, humming. And I felt like I was in a fucking, my heart's racing right now. Because I'm remembering this shit. And I fucking sprinted out of there. And I went back another time to the tower. And I heard something in the vents. It probably was a fucking scroll. Who knows? But I sprinted out of there. But that day, I was playing with the... Uh, there's file cabinets there with all the patients' names and shit. This, like, this one... This is this is a different sea view. It's a tower. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's yeah. like a seven-story. It's, it's in the middle of the woods behind the JCC. It's crazy. 
like the windows are still intact. That's how like untouched it is. But I've seen it, but I've never. I've there's never no way you've it. seen it from the street. No, no, not from the street. I've been Pictures beyond the fence. Yeah. You you have to like go into the woods and then around it is like in a full circle around it is like a ditch. It drops like fucking fifty feet. And then you have to go back up 50 feet. And then it's fenced off once you get to the top of the other side. Fuck you. It's like, it's like they don't want you to be in there. Obviously. And I remember I walked in, and to the left, there's a fucking piano right there. And then on the right, there's a couch. And on the right, on the wall, it says, where have all the children gone? This place is fucking creepy, bro. Fuck. This place is creepy. There's electrical chairs in there. And I remember I tried to record this shit, but my phone turned off. And it was just, my phone was normal, but it just turned off. It wouldn't work in there. I remember this shit. I this go up. A living Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Bro, I walk up. I go up maybe five floors. And there's. It's a big room. And there's like cabinets in there. File cabinets. And I open them. And it's people's fucking files. Still there? Still there. Shit. And That's I start. Creepy. I start throwing them like a dickhead. Fucking around. I left. I go straight to jujitsu that day. And. I'm like feeling a little hot. And my, the sensei at the time, he puts his arm, his hand on the back of my neck to like show the technique. And he stops in the middle of class. He goes, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm good. He goes, no. And he puts his hand on me again. He goes, you're on fire right now. I'm like, yo, it's hot out. He's like, Dennis, he's like, something's wrong with you. He's like, I'm calling your mom. He's like, you're sick. He's like, you gotta just go home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. My mom comes. I go home, dude, I lay in bed, and this is not made up, this is nothing, I felt, I started feeling hot, but I was like, whatever, you know, I don't give, I'm not sick, I don't give a fuck, tough guy mentality, I lay in bed, maybe two minutes later, two minutes go by, I'm on fire, John, like I've never been before, I felt like my skin was like, someone lit me on fire, I'm in bed, and I could not move my body. I had no control over my body. I was paralyzed. What the fuck? Man? I started freaking out. I'm screaming for my mom. I'm like, yo, I can't move. I'm fucking paralyzed. This and that. I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm on fire. She gave me some Advils. And she's like, what did you do? <laughs> fucking solution for being on fire. <laughs> no, she's like, take some medicine. And I never take pills. Uh. No Advils, no Tylenol. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'll fight through that shit. But I'm like, I gotta fucking take it. I was like, she gave me two Advils. She's like, what did you do? I was like, yo, I went to fucking see you. She goes, she's like about to start crying. She's like, Dennis, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I told you stay away from these places. I'm a fucking knucklehead. I didn't believe it. So she starts praying, 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 praying. And I just fall into a slumber. And I wake up. Eventually, I wake up. The next morning, I fell asleep like 8 p.m. I wake up the whole next morning. I slept like 14 hours. And I slowly, I start my body's I start getting control of my body again she just said she prayed for me all night and I know for sure that was a fucking demonic thing probably good shot it's fucking crazy let's uh let's end on this note we did two hours and 45 minutes get out of here yeah. really that's yeah. a nice amount of time that, that felt like fucking an two hour minutes. yeah yo tell your mom to pencil us in for a couple's exorcism yeah. a couple's exorcism <laughs> she told me she said she has no problem doing it for you but she goes, he has to come to church. I have to get to know him. She 100%. Goes, he has to, like, have some attendance only because she's, like, the, the term that she uses is if if I open him up, I become spiritually responsible for him. Cool. Like, like a that. fucking god mom? Yeah, kind of, yeah. That's Essentially. Dope. God mom. That's how, that's how my mom is. She's like... That's cool as shit, though. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I would do it. I would, and I would do it completely respectfully. I oh, wouldn't be a jerk. We're having fellowship after church next Sunday. We're going, we're going to Rich's house. You, yeah. guys, you guys coming? Fellowship. I have my little cousin's fucking birthday party. They well, told maybe you can come it. later. Okay. Um, what time are you guys going to be there until? I'm probably going to be there late. All right, so I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. You want to come I, with me? I would love to. I just can't promise because of what's going on here. Right, right, that's right, that's right. All right, well, if you can, right. um, we come to. Yeah, you met Rich. Yeah, which is cool. He's got an awesome house. The best house awesome. to have a party at. Yeah, it's a dope go house. there. Dope. Everybody, thank you for fucking listening. Listen, I hope you guys like this podcast because I fucking enjoyed it like crazy. Yeah, it's been so it's the best guys, one so far. Thank obviously. you so much it's for having the best me. One we'll I definitely I would, want to come back. I would do this every fucking night without the microphones on. Yeah, the well, we do yeah. this pretty much on the regular. That's what I said. Like we've been doing a podcast fucking forever, yeah. just it's not recording. In the parking lot on South Avenue. Pretty much. Everybody, we Uh, out. Peace. Peace.